Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly with you on this Friday night filling in for Joe Giglio just over 48 hours away from Super Bowl 57, Glendale, Arizona, Eagles and Chiefs. And obviously we'll break this game down a ton of different ways tonight. We got Ruben Frank coming up at 7 o'clock. Ruben will join us live from uh, Glendale, Arizona and preview this game as well. But I want your predictions tonight. I want your predictions. I want to know how people see this game going and what do you think will be the difference in this football game. And if you want to get in the start show here, 215-592-9494, 215-592-9494. Because now, you know, we've, we've analyzed this game for two weeks. We've talked about all the different matchups. We've talked about all the different angles. And now we've finally gotten to the point where it's time to make predictions. It's finally time for us to really evaluate this and, and see how this game is going to go on Sunday. And I have thought about so many different permutations over the last couple weeks in terms of how this game could go. And I keep coming back to, to some similar trends every single time. And, you know, before we get to the phones here, I, I want to let you know how I see this game going here. And the way I, I, I see this game going on Sunday, in every different kind of simulation that I've done, they, they all kind of turn out the same way. Like, I think this is going to be a game where the Eagles jump on top early. I do. I think the Eagles get off to a hot start. You look at the way they've started during this postseason. They have gotten off to fast starts. They have gotten either scores right away or their defense has come out on fire. I think the Eagles will get a lead. I think they'll frustrate Patrick Mahomes early on in this game. I think the first half as a whole will be a rather dominant one for the Eagles, and I think ultimately they're going to go into halftime with a double-digit lead. And I think we'll be sitting there as Rihanna's performing the halftime show, and we'll be feeling Pretty good about where things are at. I would say the Eagles are probably up something like 24 to 10 at half. But then the third quarter will come around. And at some point, Patrick Mahomes is going to come alive. And this is something that we need to understand and we need to to acknowledge. This is the best player in football on the other side. You're not going to be able to hold him down for four quarters. It's just not going to happen. I don't think this game is going to go the same way it went two years ago when the Chiefs played the Bucks. And in the third quarter, I expect Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to storm back. And I expect the Eagles will start to struggle a little bit offensively. And this game will get close. And this game will get tight. And as we head into the fourth quarter, it'll either be tied or the Chiefs will be slightly in front. And Eagles fans will be nervous. And we'll be worried about you know giving up this big lead and potentially losing a Super Bowl to Andy Reid. 
But then as the fourth quarter gets underway, the biggest key to this game will shine through. And while the Eagles' offense at some point will be stifled, I don't think this will be a situation where they dominate from start to finish like they did against the Giants or they did against San Francisco 49ers. But in the end, I think that this offensive line will wear on the Chiefs. And I see a 24-24 game, most likely to start the fourth quarter, um, and then I think the Eagles grind out a long seven, eight-minute drive. They grind out a long drive. They score a touchdown. They take a lead. The defense then causes a turnover. And just like Super Bowl 52, the Eagles had a field goal. And I think the Eagles win this game 34-24. to That's my prediction as we look forward here. And I want your predictions tonight. I want to know how you see this game going and what do you think is the biggest key to this game. And if you want to get in, 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494 is how you join the show. But I'm taking Eagles 34-24. And to me, the difference is going to be the offensive line. The difference is going to be this Eagles offensive line wearing on the Chiefs throughout the course of 60 minutes because not many teams, really no team, has been able to stand up to this offensive line throughout the course of the year. You look at the one game the Eagles lost with Jalen Hurts at quarterback going up against Washington. That was a game where the offense was largely kept off the field. I don't think this is going to be that kind of a game. I think the Eagles will run plenty of plays. I think they will run the ball successfully in the first half. And I think this offensive line is going to dominate. They were. And this offensive line has been dominant all year long. Here's more from Brian Baldinger talking about this offensive line and how they stack up against this Chiefs defensive line. The Chiefs have one great defensive player, and that's Chris Jones. But he's going up against, you know, Isaac Sayamalo and... Jason Kelsey, along with Landon Dickerson. I mean, I don't see him beating any of those guys. Uh, You know, he might win one battle or maybe two at the most, but, I mean, the other guys are just guys to me. Um, The Eagles have a much better offensive line than Chiefs do defensive line. And that, that's exactly how this game's going to go here. And if you want to get in, 215-592-9494, 215-592-9494. Want your predictions, want to know how you see this thing going and what do you think is the key to the game. Because to me, the big difference is that the Eagles have the best unit in football. Like, their offensive line is the best offensive line in football, and, I mean, it's hands down. I don't think there's any doubt about that. They will be the difference. And like Brian Baldinger said right there, the Chiefs, they might win some battles here and there. And I don't think this is the type of situation where it'll be an avalanche. Like, I don't think it's the type of situation where the Eagles are going to go up and down the field all day. I think it'll be kind of cyclical. I think they'll get off to a good start. They'll move the ball well in the first half. But at times, I mean, Steve Spagnuolo is a good defensive coordinator. The Chiefs are a really good team. To believe that this game is just going to be a blowout and the Eagles are not going to be in a tight game going into the fourth quarter, I think is misguided. I think that's just silly, and I think that is an overconfidence that that we don't really need to have and we shouldn't have at this point. The Chiefs are a really good opponent. But in the end, the Eagles have the best unit in football, and that is their offensive line. And I don't believe that over the course of 60 minutes, the Chiefs are going to be able to stand up to that line. I think that offensive line with Dickerson and Mulata and Kelsey and Johnson and Samalu, they will wear on the Chiefs over the course of a 60-minute game. And that, to me, is the difference. If we're talking about a tight game going in the fourth quarter, And I think this will be a very close, very tight game going into the fourth quarter here. The difference is going to be that offensive line that is the best in football. And the fact that, you know, they are very difficult to stand up to for 60 minutes. I don't think the Chiefs have the horses. They have a couple good players. Chris Jones, very good player. Are the Chiefs going to win some battles? Yes. But as a whole, 
when we look at the end of the game, I think that offensive line is going to be the difference. And let's face it, the Eagles better the Eagles better move the ball and they better score. Because you're going to need to score to win in this game. The Chiefs are going to score. Patrick Mahomes, he is going to battle back. He is going to get going at some point. And I think the Eagles, if they're going to win this game, they need to get in the 30s. You need to get in the 30s. You need to score points. This game is going to be won with your offense. The story, when we look back on Monday, we're not going to be talking about the Eagles' defense shut down Patrick Mahomes. That's not going to be the story. It's going to be, could this offense score with the Chiefs? Were they able to impose their will? Was that offensive line able to dominate in the fourth quarter when they needed to? And I think the answer will be yes. I think the Eagles' offensive line will dominate in the fourth, and I think they'll win this game. 215-592-9494. Before we go to the phones here, I wanted to ask my producer, Francisco Rojas, behind the glass tonight. I'm going 34-24 Eagles. I think the offensive line for the Eagles is going to be the difference. Francisco, what is your prediction? How do you see this game going what do you think is the the biggest matchup, and and what do you think will be the difference? So I I, I do I like the Eagles to put up thirty four as well. Um, the only difference I would say I I, I like the Chiefs. Would you say Chiefs twenty four or twenty seven? Took uh, Eagles thirty four, Chiefs twenty four. Okay, so I, I have the Chiefs twenty seven. So you know, same ballpark. Uh, I think it comes down to this, man. And, and I know a lot of people have already said it, but I mean, it's it's true. I, I'm going to go on the other side of the ball. It comes down to the Eagles' pass rush. I mean, the Eagles. This is a historic defensive line. Um, I actually don't think Hassan Reddick is going to have a huge day. I think Kansas City is going to be so focused on Reddick. Obviously him putting up what historic numbers, 18 and a half sacks and 18 or 19 games, whatever it is. Um, I, I like I like Brandon Graham. I like Hargrave. I even like Fletcher Cox to have um, you know, maybe not put up ginormous numbers like sack wise, but they're going to create a lot of havoc. Um, I do. I actually think that later in the game, in the second half of the game is actually when um, the the relentless pass rush is really going to get to the Chiefs. I think Mahomes and the offense, I think it's going to be a bit of a shootout early, but I think the Eagles are going to wrap it up in the second half, and I think that's when the relentless pass rush is uh, is really just going to give the Chiefs problems late in the game. Yeah, and that's going to be a huge key as well, and if you want to get into 1-5-5-9-2-9-4-9-4, the Eagles' defensive line, they need to get after Patrick Mahomes, and they need to make life difficult for him, there's no doubt. But in the end here, I, I think it's going to come down to the Eagles' offense, and I think the idea that the Chiefs aren't going to score, that the Eagles will be able to hold that offense down throughout the course of the whole game, I just don't see it happening that way. Like, this is, to me, about the Eagles' offense and about can they score 30 points in this game. Because the Chiefs, they're going to get – Patrick Mahomes will always typically get to at least 24 points. Like, the odds are, yeah, he could very well get to 27. But I think the Eagles – if you hold Patrick Mahomes to 24, even 27 points, I think the defense has done enough. If the defense gives up 27 to the Chiefs' offense in this game, I will look at it and say they've done their job. The big advantage that the Eagles have is their offense against a a Chiefs' defense that is mediocre. I mean, let's face it. They have a bunch of of, of young players starting back in their secondary. They have really young players starting their defense, starting middle linebacker, starting defensive end a rookie as well. Chris Jones is really the one difference maker. Frank Clark, a good pass rusher. But the Eagles should be able to move the ball. They should be able to score points, and they're going to need to. The Eagles need to at least get to 31, likely 34. I'm taking the Eagles 34-24 to win this game. But once your predictions um, and, and once your thoughts and and, and uh, what do you think is going to be the difference, I think the Eagles win at 34-24. And to me, the offensive line is where this game is going to be won. They're going to be the difference for the Eagles. 215-592. 
888-900-9494 if you want to get in. Let's get it started on the phones with Chris in West Philly. What's up, Chris? Hey, what's going on? Uh, I appreciate I appreciate you guys picking up the call, number one. Um, I, I want to go back and I want to say this because the Chiefs, they're – their offensive line, they have what? Their center, which is like a, a top a top five center as far as like their offensive line. The San Francisco 49ers had the same thing with Trent Williams as far as their offensive line, only having like really one good number one guy. And, yeah, Brock Purdy is no Patrick Mahomes. But look at how much the Eagles got to their, got, got to their quarterback with just that with them having just one all-star on their on their team as far as a as far as like a, uh what's it called you know as like a number one guy right Patrick Mahomes is not going to no, nobody's going to stop the Patrick Mahomes he's going to do whatever he wants what's going to what's going to what we're going to do is take the heart out of the wide receivers i don't see us taking the heart out of uh, out of Travis Kelsey cuz Travis Kelsey is a dog we all know that but those receivers are not going to keep get, are not going to keep wanting to get punched in the mouth over and over and over again. Patrick Mahomes is going to run around and do what he do what he does, but I don't think they're going to hold up their end of the bargain. That's the same thing that happened in the game against uh, when in the Super Bowl against the Buccaneers. Patrick Mahomes did everything. If you look back at that that game, he was throwing dimes, hitting receivers in their right in their hands. They just couldn't catch nothing. Well, well, I mean, Chris, you look back at that game, I think a big part of the Chiefs' offensive line was in really bad shape at that point with injuries. But I would agree with you in terms of, like, without Tyreek Hill, the Chiefs' wide receivers, their outside wide receivers with, with Juju Smith-Schuster and Valdez Scantling, they're not great. And, I mean, you look at, at, at Darius Slay and James Bradbury, the Eagles should be able to play man coverage and take those guys away. I mean, you've got to be focused on Kelsey and you've got to be focused on the running backs out of the backfield. Yeah, and that's that that's that's my only issue because the Eagles don't have problems with bigger bigger uh running backs. We have problems with the little small shifty guys who can bounce off of tackles. And you know, with Christian McCaffrey, yeah, he didn't get to get off like that because they had to, you know, after both their quarterbacks got hurt, they had to just go with the run. So we knew what they were, you know, what their game plan was going to be. They only could run, but with them having, you know, those shifty running backs, that's the only thing that kind of scares me because it's like, okay, they get a comfortable lead, and then you'll see them like not going, not going a hundred percent on certain plays, and that's when, you know, they're downfield and they're in the opposing teams in the red in the red zone. That's my only concern. As far as defense, we have multiples at every position, just like the 2017. Uh, Eagles. We have multiples at every position. I don't see any of our guys getting tired. Yeah, that, no, no. Cr- Chiefs defense is going to get tired. I, I didn't think we were going to be this as good as we were, but look at how we've been wearing down defense. I, I, I hear you, Chris, and I appreciate the call. And yeah, I mean, the depth is a huge deal. I mean, the depth when you look at the Eagles' defense and you look at their defensive line. The depth that they have is a huge factor in this game. The fact that you know you have a Sam Reddick, you ask Josh Sweat. But then you have a guy like Brandon Graham who you can limit his snaps. You know, you have guys like Linville Joseph and Jordan Davis that can keep guys like Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox fresh throughout the course of a game. And Dominican Sue, too. Yeah, and Dominican Sue. I mean, it's going to be huge, and that's a big advantage that the Eagles have. And, you know, that's why I think this Chiefs defensive line is going to get worn down here. 
Like, they don't have that kind of depth. Like, they're guys like Chris Jones, Frank Clark. These guys are going to have to play a high percentage of snaps. And going up uh, against, you know, the Lane Johnsons and the Jason Kelseys and the Jordan Mulattas over the course of, of a 60-minute game, it's hard to hold up for that long. And that's why I think this game will be tight late. But in the end... I just think that this offensive line is going to be the difference. You know, them wearing on the Chiefs' defense for for 60 minutes. Um, No team's really been able to stand up to it throughout the course of this year. And you look at the Eagles, you look at the way they've operated offensively, they have been able to take control late in games with the running game. That is because defenses get tired going up against them. Defenses get broken. They get physically broken, and they get their will broken by the Eagles' offensive line, and that's just the way I see this game going. TK, the only, the only thing I want to say is that if the game is tight late and the Kansas City Chiefs do have the football and they are within one score, Patrick Mahomes has the football, man. Anything can happen. We saw it last year against Buffalo, uh, you know, in that historic divisional, uh, you know, playoff. Like, if, if Mahomes has the ball, it's Patrick Mahomes. He's the best player on the planet. They're, they're, people are already talking about he's the GOAT already. Like, and I know he might not be the GOAT already, but just the fact that he's the best player on the planet, if he has the football and the Chiefs have it late, I mean, that is something to worry about. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, and you don't want to be in that situation, um, but I, I believe the Eagles' defense could get a stop. Like, I'm not going to put it past them at this point with with how well they've played and, and to have those those bodies. And again, comes down to the depth. I mean, you're going to have fresh pass rushers late in the game in that kind of situation. Not many teams, uh, you know, have that kind of advantage the Eagles have where you can limit the snaps of some of these veteran players. You do have extra guys to come off the bench, and you do have have available bodies and talented bodies uh, to really, uh, you know, stay fresh at the end of games. And obviously, Mahomes getting the ball late would be a very scary situation. Uh, but I do think the Eagles at least have the horses where they can match up. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Brian and Glenn Olden. What's up, Brian? Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? After school, I'm like, it's going great. Um, I got my score similar to yours. I had the uh, Birds winning 34-17. I think um, – uh, the game is pretty much going to be over by the middle of the third quarter. Um, and this is the reason. And I'm not taking anything away from Mahomes. He's a good quarterback. I'm not going to go as far as everybody else is saying that he's great. He's a good quarterback. But um, I don't think that they're, like you're saying, their offensive line is going to have anything for our defensive line. I think we make them one-dimensional by taking away Kelsey, if that's even possible. But I think we could do it and force them to beat us in, in other ways. And they're not going to be able to. So far, their defense against our offense, I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid of Steve Spagnuolo. I don't see us being stifled by their defense at all. That's how I look at it. And I'm not being overconfident. I went and I, went, I, went and I looked at the teams they played this season. They really didn't play anybody. They haven't played a team of this caliber. The closest team they played to us was San Fran, and San Fran wasn't really doing that great. Well, well Brian, I mean, out. Brian, well, I hear you, and fair enough. But we can, I mean, in all fairness, we can make that exact same argument about the Eagles. I mean, you can make that exact same argument knew, about the Eagles. I, I, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew somebody would say that, but it is what it is. I, I think our, you know, um, strength of schedule was better than theirs. To be honest. I mean, we played some weak teams. They played some weak teams. But the weak teams we played were better than the weak teams they played. I mean, they played the Raiders, and they almost lost to the Raiders. They played the Colts, and they lost to the Colts. 
They they played three good teams this season, and they lost all three of those games. They lost to the Bills, they lost to the Bengals, and they lost to somebody else. Is escaping my mind. Yeah, but I mean Brian. But but Brian, in all fairness here, they also beat the Bengals. They also beat the Chargers twice. They beat the Jaguars in the playoffs. So I don't think you can necessarily use that as argument as an argument, especially considering you know the Eagles' strength of schedule wasn't all that great either. I mean, the best team both of them played was the Forty Niners. I'll say this about the Jaguar loss. Jaguars lost that game themselves, just like um, the Bengals lost that game. So I don't think Kansas City beat either one of those teams. Those Both of those teams beat themselves. Doug had a chance of beating Kansas City and Kansas City. And if it wasn't for that bonehead play, the game would have went into overtime last week. And it was a very strong possibility they would have lost that game. Sure, Brian. So I think a lot of people are giving Kansas City way more credit than they actually deserve. And I hear you. I appreciate the call. I think that's ridiculous, okay? Like, I am confident in the Eagles, too. I think the Eagles are the better team. I think the Eagles are going to win the game. But I think the disrespect of the Chiefs is is crazy. Like, this is a really good football team. They've been to the conference championship game five years in a row. That doesn't happen by accident. They've been to three of the last four Super Bowls. That doesn't happen by accident. This isn't an overrated Chiefs team, okay? Patrick Mahomes is the best player in football. Andy Reid is one of the best coaches of this decade, of this of this generation uh, in the NFL. So I think anybody who's thinking the Chiefs are overrated or that this is going to be easy, I don't think that's the case. Like, this is going to be a difficult game on Sunday. The Chiefs are going to keep this thing close. This is not going to be a situation where the Eagles blow them out of the water. Um, and, yeah, the Chiefs deserve to be here just like the Eagles deserve to be here. So uh, that's one thing that, that I do think needs to, needs to stop a little bit is the disrespect of the Chiefs. They're a worthy opponent. They're a very good opponent. And uh, they're going to be a challenge to beat on Sunday. There's no doubt about that. That being said... I think the Eagles will get it done. I think the offensive line is going to be the difference. I think they'll wear on that defense over the course of four quarters, and I'm taking the Eagles 34-24. Uh, but I want your predictions, and what do you think will be the key to this game? I think the Eagles win by 10, and I think the key will be the offensive line wearing them down throughout the course of the game. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. When we get back, we will play some audio for you. Uh, one of the... Most prominent players in the NFL paid an unbelievably large compliment to this Eagles offensive line. Uh, We'll play that for you when we return. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly with you on a Friday night filling in for Joe Giglio. If you want to get in, 215-592-9494 is how you join the show. Just 48 hours now, officially 48 hours away from Super Bowl 57, Eagles Chiefs in Arizona. And I, I just can't wait for this game. I think it's going to be fascinating. I think it's going to be exciting. And, and you know, I, I talked about this a little bit, you know, previously, but um, I think we need a little excitement. Like, obviously, it would be nice to see the Eagles dominate uh, and win this game easily. I don't think that's going to happen. And I also would, would like so, some kind of memorable moments. And, you know, I'll throw this out there as well. Like, what do you believe will be the memorable moment of this game late? Like, what is the moment? Like, we all remember from 2017, and we, we there are a ton of memorable moments in that game. And, you know, Philly special, Zach Ertz, touchdown, all those. But to me, the real big moment that stands out and the one that, that is my favorite and the one we remember most is the Brandon Graham strip sack. Like, that is the moment when you knew that the Eagles were likely to win that game. Even even when Ertz scores the touchdown, the Eagles go up 38-33. I don't think people were, you know, over-the-top confident at that point with Tom Brady's got the ball with two minutes left. Um, so I want to throw that out there as well. What's the memorable moment for you? Because the way I kind of see this playing out here is I think the Eagles are up 31-24. As I said, I think they get a long, grind-out drive to take the lead. And then I think late, pressure on Patrick Mahomes. He's forced to get rid of the ball maybe before he wants to. And a Darius Slay game-clinching interception, just like five years ago. I kind of see it similar to that where the offense is the main story. 
but in the end, the defense makes a play. So if you want to give me that as well, uh, you're welcome to. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. What do you think, Francisco? What, what do you think will be like the memorable moment if the Eagles win this game? What's a, pl- like, a play late in this game that will stand out that we'll be yeah, talking g- about? Give him? me Sauce Gardner pick to wrap it up. He hasn't had a pick. Since Sauce Gardner, he's on the Jets. Oh, I, I, I meant CJ Gardner Johnson. Okay. Look, Sauce Gardner just won uh, what defensive rookie of the year or whatever. Right. It was on my mind. I'm sorry, not Sauce Gardner, CJ Gardner Johnson. Uh, that is, uh, I, I see him, uh, you know, picking off Patty Mahomes uh, to wrap up the game. Hasn't had a pick since I think before he went down for injury, and he still led the league in interceptions. How so I, you know, so I, I, I like him to, you know. Get a pick there. Right yeah, there. Th- there you go. And I think, uh, you know, that's a good pick as well. So if you want to get in, 215-592-9494, your predictions, what do you think is going to be the difference? And if you want to give me uh, what you think the memorable moment will be that we'll be talking about forever, just like the Brandon Graham strip sack, uh, you're welcome to do that as well. 215-592-9494. Uh, and before we get back to the phones here, I want to tell you what to watch for, sponsored by Xfinity Mobile. Xfinity Mobile, the sponsor of WIP's Xfinity Mobile Lounge, a different kind of mobile network to designed to save you money. And to me, what to watch for is this matchup up front between the Eagles offensive line and the Chiefs defensive line. And as I said, I think this is really the big advantage. This is where the Eagles need to dominate. I think it's really the case. When you look and you compare them to the offensive line of five years ago, I mean, you could certainly make the argument that this one is is better when you compare them. I mean, Jason Kelsey, I think is every bit as good as he was five years ago. Lane Johnson may be a little bit better then because uh, the injury situation he's dealing with now, but still uh, very, very good. You look at the guards, Brandon Brooks and Wisniewski compared to Sayamalu and, and Landon Dickerson. I'll take these guards as great as Brandon Brooks was. Landon Dickerson's already one of the best guards in football, and Sayamalu is underrated, and then Jordan is better than Big V. So, yeah, I think when you look at the offensive line um, – it's it's a massive advantage, and if they dominate, they're going to need the Eagles are going to need that offensive line to dominate to win this game, uh, and I think they will. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Let's go to Nikki in Port Richmond. What's up, Nikki? Hey, how are you doing, guys? Appreciate the call. So most importantly, I think that the final score to this game is going to be thirty one seventeen. But the reason why is that our defense is definitely going to hold off on these guys big time with Reddick with Fletch Cox. But most importantly, I think that Mahomes is not going to be able to hold up the entire game with what we've been seeing throughout the season. That we're just going to dominate them pretty much throughout uh, all four quarters, basically. Well, I mean, Nikki, I would, I would hope so, and I think offensively, there's certainly a chance the Eagles do that. But from a defensive standpoint, man, I don't think they're going to be able to just keep Patrick Mahomes, you know, quiet for, for four quarters. I mean, it's very hard to do. I think at some point he's going to wake up, and I think the difference is going to be when he does wake up and when he starts getting that offense going, can the Eagles respond? Oh, I absolutely believe that they can because we're going to come back with our own offense, with Brown, with Sanders, with Hurts, and we're going to come back strong enough as we've shown with the Giants and as we more importantly shown with the Niners is that we're going to be the indomitable team. But um, in terms of like what I would like a big memorable play, I oddly enough think that Sanders might pull something really crazy with like a 50 or 60 yard touchdown run sometime maybe later in the game in the second half. I really think that he's got one last big play that we're going to see uh, before everything is over. Well, that that's interesting one, Nikki, and I appreciate the call. 
Because um, Miles Sanders, you know, it, it's interesting because that's been a difference for him this year. And I actually think even though there have been less big plays, I think he's really improved as a running back. Like, we haven't seen Miles Sanders break the big play nearly as much this year. But I feel like he's become a better back overall. He's taken what's given to him. He hasn't had a ton of those really long runs. Maybe this is a game where he breaks one and, and breaks one loose and really uh, opens things up for this offense. Let's go to Lewis in West Philly. What's up, Lewis? Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, basically, I'm going to mirror a lot of the points you made, honestly. the only, the, Literally the only difference that I have is the final score. I was talking to one of my buddies at work about it. Um, I have it at uh, 34-26 Eagles. And the only the and the only other difference I have is the passing of the game, as you think it'll be a little bit closer moving towards the end of the game, and I think it'll actually be a little bit closer in the first half. I actually have it going. I have it actually have it going into the half with like a seventeen ten seventeen fourteen type of lead, mm-hmm. um, and then we slowly grind away from them as the game goes on because I think that's the type of team we've been all season. Whereas a lot of teams will get there and we'll, they'll be the adrenaline and they'll be hyped up and it's an Andy Reid team, so they'll come ready to play to a certain extent. And like you said, Patrick Mahomes is not going to go quietly into the night. Um, but I think at the end of the day, that battle up front, the ability for the Eagles to say, hey, we want to hold the ball for 40 minutes and they can realistically do that for a 60-minute game, I think that will wear down on the Chiefs. It's going to wear down mentally on the Chiefs' offense outside of Patrick Mahomes. And I think that's pretty much how the game is going to turn out. It'll be a close one moving into the half. Um, and then the Eagles will literally just slowly pull away from them. It won't look like a traditional uh, blowout, per se, by NFL standards, because it's going to be such a grind. Um, but that's it, they're going to get grinded down. I really do believe that's kind of how the game is going to work out, because we just have the better roster. We, yeah. we just do. Like, yeah, yeah, Lewis, and I, I could I could see that scenario playing out here. You know, just the, as I said, the way I saw it playing out was Eagles jump out to the lead and then the Chiefs come back. But, yeah, I think w- whether it's the way you see it or the way I see it, I think we kind of both see it the same way. It's just in the fourth quarter late – I just feel like this is where the Eagles have the massive advantage. Is that offensive line? And and you're right. I mean, you look at it all year, they just grind on teams, and there's no reason to think they can't do that to the Chiefs this weekend. Absolutely agree. I just wanted to answer your question about the memorable moment. Yeah, sure. Um, I think, honestly, I don't know if it's a cheating answer, but I think, honestly, it'll be a collection of sacks. I think that the defensive line is really going to show up to play. Um, and I think they're going to get after Patrick Mahomes. They're going to be meet, having a party at the quarterback. I think you'll be able to pick from about three or four different sacks, honestly, throughout the game. Yeah, and I appreciate it, Lewis, and thanks for the call. I mean, yeah, I mean, that 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 would be huge. I mean, if the Eagles can get after Patrick Mahomes, hit him, get sacks, that's going to be big. But I would say this, like, in, in terms of Mahomes and – you know, I have a ton of respect for Patrick Mahomes. I'm not one of these people who thinks this is going to be easy because Patrick Mahomes is great. Like, and I think we can acknowledge that the Eagles are the better team and we believe the Eagles are going to win, but at the same time, acknowledge that Patrick Mahomes is a pretty damn great, uh, great player. And what's scary about Mahomes this year is I feel like he's gotten even better. You know, I feel like the fact that he has had to adjust the way he plays without Tyree Kill has made him an overall better quarterback. I mean, the past couple of years, when you have Tyree Kill and you have Travis Kelsey, you have those weapons, you know, and not to make things easy, but you look at the end of that Bills game, I mean, it was like you couldn't cover those guys. Not having Tyree Kill this year 
has made Patrick Mahomes have to adjust the way he plays. And it's made him need to be more patient. It's made him need to be more of a quarterback and, and take the underneath stuff and, and get rid of the ball quickly. And I, I can guarantee you, Andy's a smart coach. That's going to be the Chiefs' game plan, I believe, coming in. They are going to be looking to get the ball out quickly. It'll be much more of the old Andy Reid traditional West Coast offense where they are looking to kind of, you know, get the ball out, keep the Eagles' pass rush on their heels. I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, some of those screen plays in there as well um, because if they're just traditionally dropping back into seven-step seven drops, uh, that's where the Eagles' defensive line can be dangerous. I do believe the Eagles can get home even when they don't blitz uh, with four, so I would certainly expect that the Chiefs counter that by trying to get the ball out quickly and trying to neutralize that pass rush a little. And I think the Chiefs are getting back uh, Edwards Alaire this year, this uh, this week too. I think that that's big for them. Yeah, I and mean, then, you know, and the, the, like you said, Dink, Dinkin and Duncan, and you know, I think that's I think that's big with him and Pacheco back there. Yeah, and that that's the way their offense is. I mean, obviously Kelsey is the guy who they primarily rely on. But, I mean, they will spread the ball around, and Patrick Mahomes will take what's given to him. I think he's really improved as a quarterback uh, throughout the course of this year. Let's go to Matt in South Philadelphia. What's up, Matt? Hey, Tom. Uh, so, I think that the uh, the game is really going to be won on the line, both offensively and defensively. We do have one of the best offensive lines in the game and uh, this season, uh, along with defense. And as long as we can pressure Pat Mahomes, we can – give ourselves the advantage score wise it's not going to be a blowout it's going to be anywhere from a three to seven point game I feel like you can't hold Mahomes under 24 points especially in the Super Bowl so I'd go with a 37-31 memorable play either a sack fumble or an interception from either Slay, Gardner Johnson or uh, Bradbury because they've all been on point this year yeah, uh, and and Matt, I think, you know, you're going to need, like, the Eagles, uh, they're going to need at least one turnover in this game. Obviously, uh, two would be ideal, but I agree with you. Agreed. Like, I don't think I don't think you're going to be able to keep the Chiefs under, tw- uh, under 24 points. I think they're going to at least get there. And honestly, I think that last possession could be the difference. Like, if they get to 31, they could be very difficult to beat. But if you can hold them to 24, that puts you in a good spot. And, and maybe the difference in, in doing that is is forcing a critical turnover. Agreed, 100%. And, I mean, Patrick Mahomes has given up, uh, what is it, 13 interceptions this year? 16? Uh, I'm so, not sure exactly how many he has this year. But, but he will that, give you the ball, yeah. Yeah, but that's just in our favors especially with the secondary we have. And, yeah, this is probably one of the best defenses that the Eagles have ever had. The way that they've been playing reminds me of those uh, early thousand seasons when we had Trotter, Dawkins, all those guys. It just – I don't see us stopping Pat Mahomes the whole game, but if we can get – one, two turnovers, it definitely gives us the advantage and we can bring this thing home. Yeah, no, Matt, I, I appreciate it, and I agree. I mean, I think that's going to be key. I think the key is certainly on offense, but the Eagles' defense, you just can't let the, the game get out of control. And as I said, if the Eagles give up 27 points, I will say that they've done a good job. Like, I think that is a good enough job by this Eagles' defense against the Chiefs' offense. This game is going to come down to the Eagles' offense. They need to score points. You need to score with this team. And let's face it, the Eagles, I mean, their postseason road to the Super Bowl, and I know some people will take offense to this, but it is true. It's been pretty easy. I mean, you played a Giants team that wasn't very good. 
you played a 49er team who essentially was playing without a quarterback, and and I know that's what the a byproduct of what the Eagles did to make that happen, and they you know getting pressure on Brock Purdy forced that injury. But this is a different this is a different animal now. Like you're playing against a team that is going to score points. Like the Chiefs are going to be able to put up points. The Eagles' offense is going to need to answer that, and you know it's going to come down to Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni leading that offense, and and what the Eagles can do on that side of the ball. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, uh, real quickly, we'll do a little trust the pregame delivered to you by PGW. PGW delivering safe, reliable energy to Philadelphia for more than one hundred and eighty years. PGW energy for all of us visit pgworks.com for details and we're doing trust the process with the sixers in new york or no the sixers are at home tonight my mistake they are at home to take on the knicks that's how dialed in i am to sixers basketball right now francis i was gonna say tk i mean like the sixers are the priority here man i mean like they're the the biggest team in town right now right right so yeah the sixers back in action tonight first game since the trade deadline and uh if you didn't see this yesterday sixers make one move, they acquired Jalen McDaniels from Charlotte, who was actually um, available to play tonight. Uh, a big-time departure from the days where Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson III took, like, a week to get here back in, in 2020. But, uh, yeah, the Eagles uh, or the Sixers make that, tra- make that trade. They bring in Jalen McDaniels. He's available tonight. They move on from Matisse Thibel, who goes to Portland, in a three-way deal. And Thibel, I would say just a disappointing player. Like, a guy who who never realized his potential. Like, Matisse Thibel came out as a rookie, and I, I thought he had all-star potential. When you looked at his defense, you looked at his defensive instincts. The guy can be a game-changer on that end of the floor, but he never improved offensively. Never became a better shooter, and not the first time we've said that about a Sixers player. But never developed any sort of an offensive game, and let's face it, was kind of a bonehead a little bit defensively. Like, I, I think he's a guy who probably doesn't take enough heat for that Hawks series and the fact that he committed a pretty egregious foul at the end of that game on Kevin Herter. We talk about the Ben Simmons thing, but that foul by Thibel as well um, was a real killer in that game. So the Sixers move on from Thibel. McDaniel's a guy who's a little more playable on both sides. But, I mean, the Sixers really didn't do enough to improve themselves at the deadline. They still didn't get a backup center. Uh, they feel good about going in the postseason. It's still Montrez Harrell. It's still Paul Reed. And in the end, you know, I look at what the Sixers did and I look at them still compared to Boston and compared to Milwaukee. I mean, I still think this is a team destined for a second-round exit. I mean, you look at the standings in the East right now, Sixers are the third seed. They're probably the third-best team in the East. Uh, The Knicks are the seventh seed. Uh, Knicks coming off a win over the Sixers on Sunday night. But I don't think the Sixers did enough to improve themselves. I know they didn't have a lot really to work with, but – does anybody really see this team as currently constructed, basically the same team as last year, beating Milwaukee in a seven-game series or beating a Boston in a seven-game series? I, I don't. And I think we're probably destined for the same kind of outcome we've had the past couple of years. Uh, 215-592-9494. But Sixers, Knicks tonight. Sixers, seven-point favorites at home. As for tonight, I do like them in this game. 
Um, Sixers coming off a couple bad losses. Uh, I think they rebound against the Knicks tonight and get the victory. But overall, uh, still think this team is very much in a similar situation where they were pre-deadline. That's Trust the Pregame, delivered to you by PGW. PGW, delivering safe, reliable energy to Philadelphia for more than 180 years. PGW, energy for all of us. Visit pgworks.com for details. Let's go to Mike in Abington. What's up, Mike? Sorry about that. Thanks for taking my call. No problem. Um, so I think uh, that guy Lewis a bit back. I think I think it starts a shootout more give and take, uh, but I think our defense gets pressure on them. I mean, they didn't uh, against uh, the Bengals. He didn't take a lot of pressure till later, and as he ran more on that ankle, I think that's going to be a, a, a big thing. I think he's going to have more trouble as the game goes on. Their offense won't be as effective later on as he's just running for his life i think that's where we pull ways in the third and fourth when they're just not um you know i i could see depending on how good a rush we have on him and how much pressure and maybe not even finishing the game you know because high ankle sprain you know could yeah, may, maybe Mike, but I mean, he he looked all right against the Bengals, and I think that extra week of rest uh, is really a big factor. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't count on on Mahomes' health being a huge factor in this game. Right, I'm worried. I like I think you know the quick stuff, the shovel passes, you know, using his backs a lot because uh, I think we'll you know game plan for Kelsey as best we can. But I think he'll, as a result, you know, use a lot of quick stuff, a lot of you know. Uh, screens and shovel passes and stuff that's somewhat hard to stop, you know, unless you you have good middle, you know, mm-hmm. somebody there in the box to stop it. Yeah, I mean, th- th- there's no doubt, no doubt about it, Mike. And uh, appreciate the call. Yeah, I mean, the, it's it's going to be a huge key for the Eagles is 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 shutting down that Chiefs offense and kind of limiting Patrick Mahomes. And then on the other side, I, I'd expect this offensive line. Uh, you know, to to really try to impose their will. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. Everybody in the hold, stay there. We'll get you coming up. Also coming up, uh, Ruben Frank, NBC Sports Philadelphia, also here, 94 WIP, covering the Eagles out in Arizona. We'll talk to Rube up next. He'll give us an update on the birds. That's coming up. I'm Tom Kelly, in for Joe Gillio on this Friday night. Sports Radio 94 WIP. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly with you on a Friday night filling in for Joe Giglio. If you want to get in, 215-592-9494 is how you join the show. Obviously talking about Super Bowl 57, Eagles Chiefs this weekend. And want your predictions and, you know, what do you think is going to be the difference in this game and what do you think is going to be the memorable moment? Now, I think the Eagles win this game 34-24, as I mentioned earlier. I think... It's a game where I would expect the Eagles to, to get off to a fast start. I mean, it's kind of the M.O. of this team. It's been the M.O. of this team in the postseason is they get off to fast starts. You know, they're able to score on that opening possession. They're able to get stops early, and I would expect something similar to happen here. But I think it's naive to to believe that Patrick Mahomes is not going to make his presence felt at some point. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is one of the best players in football. He's one of the most dangerous players in all of football. And at some point, Patrick Mahomes is going to get going. My question at that point is how do the Eagles respond? Can they answer back? Because when the Chiefs offense gets started, it can feel like an avalanche. I mean, think back to three years ago, that 2019 game against the Houston Texans in the postseason. Texans are up 24-0 in that game. I mean, it, it looked like that game was was over. It was going to be another horrible Andy Reid uh, defeat. I remember texting with uh, my my friend Rhea Hughes here at the station, and Rhea was happy about what was happening to Andy. But you look how quick things changed. I mean, this Chiefs offense, and I get they're a little different now without Tyreek Hill, but still, as long as Patrick Mahomes is at the helm, they can score points, and they can score points in a hurry. They are going to be difficult to stop. And at some point, they are going to have one of those stretches where, you know, they score on a couple straight possessions. How do the Eagles respond in that moment? I think they'll be able to respond because I think this offensive line will wear that Chiefs defense down. Um, And I don't really worry about the Eagles being overwhelmed by the moment. That's not something that really concerns me. I, I know we've talked about that in the past. We talked about that five years ago. I think having a few guys who have been through it before helps, certainly. But I just feel like this team, that workman-like type approach, is something that's going to really bode well for them in this game. And I think they pull away in the fourth quarter. You know, I think that the Chiefs do fight back. But in the end, I think the Eagles' offensive line wears them down. I think the Eagles win 34-24. And also, I want your memorable moment. What's the memorable moment that we are going to look back on forever if the Eagles win this game, like we look at that Brandon Graham strip sack? I think it's a Darius Slay interception late. I think it's a situation where Patrick Mahomes is under siege, kind of has to throw one up. Darius Slay picks it off, and the Eagles end up sealing the victory with the defense. But I think the Eagles win this game. I think it's going to be tight. Uh, but in the end, I think the Eagles win. I think the offensive line is the difference. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Let's go back to the phones. Go to Joe in East Narton. What's up, Joe? Hey, guys. How you doing? How's it going, man? Good, brother. Hey, um, so I just wanted to say, this is going to be a blowout. This is not going to be a close game at all. This is going to be either 48-40 to 40, um, and 10 Kansas City. I think 
you know, what people don't realize is that this kid has a high, you know, he has a bad leg right now. He's on one leg. This is not going to be healed this week. He's not going to be healed in three weeks. He's not Superman. He's a great quarterback. I don't take that from him. But I just think that we have a defense that's hungry. They dogs. When they get out there, they're going to come after that guy. He knows what's coming. He knows. He can't stop that. You know, the, the 49ers was the best team we played all year compared to Kansas City. I just think that Kansas City, we got a guy, you know, we got, we got, we got, um, Patrick, you know, Patrick Mahomes that his name going to be able to do him by himself. You know, it's going to be kind of the same situation like the 49ers game, but I just think that the Eagles going to put up points on them too fast. Patrick Mahomes will be on his ass every single time. So I really don't see this game close at all. I just don't. I've been right about every game through the playoffs. I told Howard that the defense will win these games in the playoffs, and that's exactly what happened. He looked. Everybody looked at me like I was crazy, but I tell you right now, this will be a blowout. Well, jo- I mean, Joe, 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 gonna... I, I just got to stop you for a second. Like you do understand that this is a different animal than the Eagles have faced so far in the postseason, right? Absolutely, absolutely. But you got to remember one thing too: when a defense wins games. You got, you got, <laughs> you got my boy that he's from Camden. He's a freaking dog, uh, Hassan Reddick. You got Sue that he's been in the in the Super Bowl with this guy that he's hungry to get to him. You got Fletcher Cox. You got Brandon Graham. Who gonna stop these guys? These guys are well rested, and when they come out there, they got one thing in their mind: getting to that quarterback. They don't have to blitz. They don't have to sit back there and wait for that guy to throw the ball. That guy's going to be running, and guess what? Every time he runs to the side or left, left, right side, there's going to be a corner of safety waiting for him. There's going to be spies on this guy. And I'll tell you right now, believe me when I tell you this, I will call next week again, Tom, and I will tell you, was I right? But this is going to be a blowout. This is not going to be a close game at all. Andy Reid, I love the guy. He's the best coach to ever coach. They don't have the team to match up with the Eagles this year. They have not played the Eagles this year. Kansas City going to see it. They're going to feel it early on. Patrick Mahomes probably pays the first quarter, second quarter. He's out the game. I, well, I I hear you, Joe. I appreciate the call. I just I don't know. This is bothering me a little bit, honestly. Like it's it's bothering me how and I'm not saying people shouldn't be confident. You should be confident. Eagles are a good team. I think the Eagles are going to win the game. But the the I mean have have people not watched? like Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs play before. It, it, do you kind of see what I'm seeing here, Francisco? Like, it's odd to me that people are so confident. Like, they forget how great this guy is and this team is. This is not Daniel Jones and the Giants we're going up against here. Like, this is not Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. This is Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And anybody who thinks this is going to be easy, you're mistaken. This is not going to be an easy game. This is going to be a tight game, and the Eagles are going to need to pull it out late. Yeah, and the Chiefs have beat like good teams. Like they played the Bills, they played the Bengals, who are one of the two of the best teams in the NFL, two of you know top five best teams in the NFL. Like it's the Chiefs. They did not get there for 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 no re- like any re- like they've gotten there because the Chiefs. Because it's the Chiefs, they've been to five AFC championships, however many it is, in the past five years. Mahomes is Mahomes. Like, and, and also, like, this isn't peewee football. It's not like you have one really good team that's just, like, maybe above everybody else. Like, they just one stack. Like, yeah, the Eagles are stacked. 
but it's not like it's a huge drop off. It's like yeah, the Eagles' the offensive line is really good, but you know what? It's the NFL. I know it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a kind of a lazy take, but like it is the NFL. Like it's not no game is going to be easy. Like the Eagles have played games like this year, like Indianapolis, Washington, where they didn't play all that well. Like everyone's just so confident that we're going to go in there and just destroy the Chiefs. Like it's not going to happen. No. And if you want to get into one five five nine two nine four nine four, do you think this is going to be a blowout? Like, do you think this is going to be easy? Because honestly, it's 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 starting to annoy me a little bit. Like it's starting to bother me how overconfident we are here. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be confident, but to think that this is not a worthy opponent. Oh, yeah, we're going to roll over the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes will be out of the game by halftime, and things are going to be easy. I think part of it comes down to the fact that this season's largely seemed easy. It's been a weird year where it's been, honestly, devoid of a whole lot of uh, excitement in a way. Like, there hasn't been a, a ton of, like, games where the Eagles have had to pull them out late. You had, like, the Indianapolis game. But, again, that's, like, a weird game. You're on the road. You're facing a bad team with a terrible coach. Like, that's a game the Eagles should win. They've been so dominant that I think people have become accustomed to things just coming easy for this team. Well, guess what, man? I don't think Sunday is going to come easy. I think the Eagles are going to win. But anybody who thinks this is not going to be a battle – I think is sorely mistaken, and I think, you know, you should be confident in the Eagles, but, man, we got to stop underrating the Chiefs. I mean, they are a very good team with a great coach and a great quarterback, and they're not going to be easy to beat. Let's go to Joe in Churchville. What's up, Joe? Hey, uh, thanks for taking the call. Um, Real quick, before I get into my main point, um, I uh, was driving uh, home, and I was thinking about this as we were talking about. Uh, you alluded to the Philly special; it's certainly a memorable play. Um, the uh, and Andy Reid opened the 2000 season here at uh, at the time Veterans Stadium with an onside kick against the Cowboys, and I think the Super Bowl has a propensity to uh, bring out those kinds of plays. I mean, we saw it five years ago with the Philly special. I think we do I, – I, I mean, we need to certainly absent any of that. Like, that could – the fact that we have – the fact that we have a history of seeing Andy Reid do something like that means that we probably could see that again. So, that's something that I think this team needs to be aware of and hopefully that they're game planning for. Yeah. Um, no, Joe, I think that that's a good point. And if anything, you know, I don't really have a lot of concerns about Nick Sirianni. But I do, you know, Sirianni strikes me as the kind of guy who would want to leave his imprint. I just hope he doesn't get too fancy and too cute in a game like this. Yeah, and I hear you on on that front there as well. Um, I definitely don't think this is going to be a close game. Or, 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 I'm sorry, I definitely don't think this is going to be a blowout. I think this is going to be a really close game. I think the offenses are going to be in lockstep with each other. Um, and I think it's pro- it's my concern on that front there is that the last team with the football is going to win the game, and I – uh, if uh, if that's going to be the case. And so sort of that gets to my key to the game and also um, what you were uh, alluding to in terms of like a memorable play is going to be the turnover battle. Um, through the regular season, the Eagles have uh, the Eagles have caused 27 takeaways, um, 17 interceptions, 10 fumbles, uh, compared to uh, giving the ball away 19 times, uh, nine interceptions, 10 fumbles, um, which gives you a, a – net difference of, uh, of eight, which is third in the league uh, through the regular season. Kansas City Chiefs, on the other, on the other side of that ball there, they, um, they've 
taken the ball away 20 times over the season. That's 11 interceptions and nine fumbles. Uh, compared to giving the ball away through the regular season 23 times, 12 interceptions, uh, 11 fumbles, uh, 22nd in the league through the regular season, tied for 22nd. So I do think that the interceptor, that the, the takeaway, what it comes down to, is the, which defense is able to rise to the occasion when the moment calls for it. offensive shootout, my concern uh, is that going is that the last team with the ball is going to win the game? Yeah, uh, I do think it's going to be thirty-three to thirty score-wise. Um, I'm a little bit more on edge on that front there. But. Yeah, yeah, Joe. No, I hear you, and I appreciate the call. And yeah, I mean turnovers are going to be key. And and I mean the way I look at this game, I think the Eagles. You certainly need at least one turnover. I mean, if you could get two, uh, that would be huge. But yeah, you you need to be able. To, to find some sort of way to tilt that in your favor and limit the possessions that, you know, the Chiefs are going to have here. Um, and if you can get a turnover, go a large way to do that. Let's go to Joe in the Northeast. What's up, Joe? Hello, Joe. Uh, yeah, how you doing? Good, how are you? Tommy? Yep. What's going on? How you doing? Good, how are you? Uh, in reference to uh, one of your other callers said about uh, Kansas City and their previous uh, playoff games, I think he, he he was right. I think they can thank their lucky stars uh, in reference to that Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville, uh, they their uh, um, lead uh, running back ATN. I believe he. I didn't see him much in the second half, and um, so they had their kick returner in there from scrimmage, and he had ran back two uh, kickoffs, almost took it to the house, and he fumbled, made that big fumble. In that game, and and um, uh, Mahomes missed a couple a couple uh, dr- uh, uh, drives because of uh, the injury, but uh, Lawrence out out threw him in that game, and um, they both teams ran for like a hundred exactly 144 yards, and half of that came when Henny kept it on the ground in the 98 yard drive. So I mean, they really didn't not dominate those games and. That's why I think in this game, if if if, uh, if Butterker, the, the place kicker, does not kick that ball into the end zone, look for Boston Scott uh, to uh, to have a long one. Yeah, and and, uh, and Joe, I mean, if the and I appreciate the call, if the Eagles can make a special team play, that would be huge. But that's not what I'm going to re- be relying on here. Like I'm not going to rely on a big Boston Scott kick return. Uh, to tilt the game. Wait, you're saying we're not screwed that Britton Covey's out now? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that's going to necessarily be the difference. But, hey, with punts, it's a little different. You at least want a guy who can catch the ball and, and uh, be secure in that spot. Um, but, yeah, I'm not really going to focus on a big return being something that tilts the difference. But uh, now we're joined by Ruben Frank, who's out in Arizona covering this game for NBC Sports Philadelphia, also here, 94 WIP. Uh, you can catch the Eagle Eye podcast as well on NBC Sports Philadelphia.com uh, at Rube NBCS on Twitter. Rube, thanks for uh, hopping on with us for a few minutes, man. Appreciate it. You got it, Tom. How's it going? Good. Well, I hope everything's going out well out there in Arizona for you, Rube. And first off, you know, just want to ask, obviously Super Bowl's a, a totally different deal than a lot of these guys have experienced. How are the Eagles handling everything this week with all the media attention and everything like that? How do you think they've kind of stayed grounded out there? Yeah, I've actually been really impressed with how how composed they've been and just kind of 
acting like they belong here. Uh, you don't get any sense of the moments too big for them. Uh, and I think that comes from Jalen and Nick, and they're they're both really comfortable and and at ease in their interviews and that kind of thing. And I think the the other players see that and they, you know, they take after them, and and that's kind of what leadership is. So uh, it's been really impressive. Even the younger guys on this team, uh, they seem to be in a pretty good place. Nobody's been overwhelmed. Uh, nobody's disappeared in the middle of the night or anything like that. So uh, I, I really don't think it's going to be an issue. I don't think it has been an issue. I think they'll go play, uh, play well and win or lose. Uh, I think they were as prepared as they could be. Yeah, Rube. I mean, you talk about Jalen with with his composure, and it's something that always stands out. How much of that do you think is due to his college experience and playing those kind of big games? And and how do you think that's really going to benefit him on Sunday, uh, considering he's been on a big stage before? Yeah, we, we've never seen him shrink at the at the moment, and he's just a guy that's. And I think that's part of it, playing the big games in college. But he, I think it's just the way he was raised. Huh? He's just a. A uh, very even keel guy who doesn't get caught up in uh, any of the hyper hoopla and doesn't even seem to register with him. He just kind of goes. I mean, to him, to Jalen Hurts, this is a football game on Sunday against the Chiefs, and, and it's nothing more. And you know, he understands the stakes and he understands that there's more people interviewing him. But I think when when he gets on the field, it's just a football game, and I think that'll serve him well because. You know, he's not going to go out there and try to do too much. He's not going to go out there and try to be Superman. He's just going to go play football. And I think playing at Alabama, the way he was raised, uh, just all his experiences uh, have kind of made him, um, you know, into what he is as far as just really cool guy who's always composed and uh, never panics and never tries to do too much. It's it's unusual. He's 24. The kid's 24 years old. And, you know, you think he's a 10-year veteran the way he acts. Uh, Ruben Frank joining us now, covers the Eagles, NBC Sports Philadelphia, also here, 94 WIP. Check out the Eagle Eye podcast with Ruben and Dave Zangaro as well. And, Rube, you look at this game and you look at it from an offensive perspective and, and Jalen and what the Eagles are going to try to do here. Uh, where do you think the biggest advantage is on the offensive side, and, and how do you think the Eagles try to attack this Kansas City defense on Sunday? Well, I think they can. I think they're going to move the ball. I think they have a real advantage with their receivers against the Chiefs' corners. And I think that's the big advantage. I think you can throw on them. and But I also think you can run on them. And we've seen Gainwell and Miles kind of go back and forth getting, you know, big plays and big yards. So I, I really think they'll be balanced. But I think they're going to take some deep shots. I'd like to see Quez get back involved. He really hasn't been a big part of the offense for really since that Dallas game. Uh, so I, I think he could be a real weapon. I mean, their their corners are, are okay, but they're young and – they haven't seen anybody like Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. So uh, I like that matchup, and certainly you would expect uh, the the O-line to give Jalen time to get the ball down the field. So I, I think they're going to take some deep shots. Yeah, Ruby, you talk about that offensive line, and that's obviously always a, a big story with the Eagles. And I checked out your, your 10 observations uh, earlier on today, and your story about Jeff, your note about Jeff Stoutland in there and the time he spent with Donovan McNabb at Syracuse. But, I mean, what can you say about Jeff Stoutland and the difference that he's made in this organization, building this offensive line up to really be as dominant as they've been over the last decade or so? Yeah, it's really astounding. You know, they've had – uh, something like, I think it's 13 All-Pros since he got here in 2013 on the offensive line. Uh, and in the 66 years before he got here, they had one. So, I mean, he's just kind of revolutionized the offensive line for this team. And, 
Uh, they've always, I mean, Howie's always believed in building from the two lines, but they've never had a guy who can, and look, Juan Castillo was a good coach. He was a really good O-line coach, and so was Howard Mudd, but I've never seen anything like, like Jeff Stoutland. I mean, he's, you know, he the effect he has on this franchise, on this team, and he's, he's a running game coach as well. So, you know, he's not just a position coach. I mean, he's a real fundamental part of this offensive game plan. And, uh, you know, guys love playing for him. He's a real technician. He drives them hard. He gets the most out of guys. I don't think Jason Kelsey would still be playing if it wasn't for Jeff Stoutland. Uh, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be. So uh, just from that alone, just being here, uh, guys want to play for him. Guys get better. Stout was telling me yesterday that, Jason Kelsey's technique was better this year than it's ever been. That guy's 34 in his 12th year, which is is crazy. But you know, guys want to work for him. They want to get better, and and he knows how to bring out the best in them. And they know if they put in the time and listen to him, that'll happen. Yeah, and and it's amazing, Ruben. I'll, I want to follow up on that a little bit because you look at some of the older players on this team. It's really crazy to see Kelsey still playing at this level. I mean, Lane Johnson playing through his injury, Brandon Graham having double digit sacks for the first time in his career. I mean, how are the Eagles getting this kind of production out of players at this advanced age, and how amazing is it that these guys are still this good? Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? So you look at Fletcher, BG, and Kelsey, and the way they're playing. They were all drafted by Andy Reid, who's now got to try to figure out how to stop them. It's pretty amazing. Andy hasn't been here in 10 years, and three of the Eagles' best players are guys that he drafted. So, yeah, it's you know, the Eagles are the only team in the NFL that has – three players that have been here since, or three starters, non-kickers, who've been with the same team since, you know, 2012. It's rare. This doesn't happen, especially in the era of free agency. Guys just don't stay in the same place, especially guys that good. So, you know, Howie deserves a lot of credit for, you know, making sure they're still here and they have contracts and and, and don't want to leave. And I just think continuity is, is huge. And, uh, if you have guys playing next to guys that they they know everything about them and they know all their tendencies and you know what they're going to do on the uh, on the next snap, if you have that, you have a real advantage. So, you know, 40% of their O line has been here for a decade, and you know about the same amount has been here for you know for for a decade. So of the D line, so when you have good players who keep getting better and want to get better and have position coaches that bring out the best in them, uh, that's, that's a, especially on both lines. That's a, that's a big deal. Yeah, no doubt. Ruben Frank joining us now covers the Eagles for NBC sports, Philadelphia. Also uh, here, 94 WIP uh, check out the Eagle eye podcast with Rube and Dave Zangaro as well. And, and Rube, you brought up Andy and I mean, I know you covered Andy's tenure here. I'm a big fan of Andy growing up watching him coach his team. I mean, what can you say about Andy Reid's legacy and just the impact that it's going to be weird the Eagles facing him on Sunday, but the impact that that is still felt within the Eagles organization today? No, that's true. And he was the one that first brought the whole notion of building uh, around the two lines. He, He brought that to the Eagles in 99. Uh, Joe Banner and Howie Roseman learned from him and Howie's still kind of building the team in that image that Andy taught him. So uh, Andy's legacy really lives on in that whole philosophy of building around the O-line and the D-line. And the Eagles, they they might have the best O-line and D-line in in the league. So uh, that's why they're here. I mean, that's a big reason they're here. So uh, without, A, him drafting those three guys and, B, introducing that philosophy, uh, if you build from the inside out – this team would look really, really different. So I think Andy's legacy 
uh, even though he's been gone a decade, it really is is still alive in this franchise. And that's the whole irony of this game is that he's going to be uh, he's going to be facing a team. And he was talking the other day about how how much Spags learned from Jim Johnson and how the, his defense is really a lot of the same concepts that he learned from Jim Johnson when when Spags was in Philly. So, you know, in a lot of ways, Andy is playing a team that you know is is really in his image. Yeah, no no doubt about it. And, Rube, just a couple more for you before we wrap up. But I wanted to ask you about the defense. And, obviously, uh, you know, probably the the toughest test they've had all year facing this Chiefs offense. How do you go Fire about trying yeah, yeah. Try to stop a guy like Patrick Mahomes in this game? You know, you're not going to stop him. I think, I think the key thing when you face a guy like Mahomes is – He's going to make plays. You just go into saying, you know what? He's going to make plays. He's going to make big plays. He's going to make plays that you just don't know how he made them. Uh, I think the biggest thing is if you're a D-back or a linebacker, you put it out of your mind, it's going to happen. You you can't let it – you can't dwell on it. You can't let it affect your next snap. It's going to happen, and you just have to be ready for the next one and try to win that snap. Uh, because if you don't do that, if, if you start like, man, this guy is killing us here, if you get into that mode mentally, it's over. And that's what the great quarterbacks do. You know, they, they beat you down mentally. So I just think that aspect of the game is going to be huge. And obviously they have to pressure them. Uh, Chiefs O-line is, is pretty good, uh, especially in the middle. I mean, their their interior is really good. Uh, their left tackle, Orlando Brown, is really good. I think I think there's a real advantage with – Wiley is going to be trying to block Hassan Reddick on that side, and I, I think that's a real good advantage for the Eagles. I think that's maybe the key matchup in this game uh, because if Reddick, if you can pressure Mahomes, and look, he's got great escapability. I mean, he's a wizard out there, but uh, make him a little uncomfortable, get some hits on him, maybe he throws one up, and uh, you know he has thrown 12 picks this year, which isn't a lot because he's thrown like 800 passes, but uh, he'll put it up here and there, and you got to take advantage when he does. I mean, he's not going to make many mistakes, so when he makes one, you got to be ready to take advantage of it. Yeah, and Rube, you mentioned him there. I mean, I think Jonathan Gannon has done a, v- a very good job this year, and I'm just curious, how do you think he goes about trying to defend Travis Kelsey in this game? Who do you think uh, is primarily on him? Uh, it's going to be everybody to fan. So much is going to go into it. They've got a they got a plan for him. Every because your White's going to be involved. T.J. Edwards is going to be involved. You might see uh, you might see a corner on him here and there. Uh, it, it's going to be uh, it's going to change. They're going to. I think there'll be a lot of zone. Um, you know, you're going to bracket them. Uh, yeah, I, I think it'll be the kitchen sink. Uh, because again, I mean, he's he's the he's their weapon. I mean, you know, Juju had a, had a good year, but uh, they go as Kelsey and Mahomes go. So. Uh, he's the focus of the defense. I don't think they can run the ball, uh, you know, really effectively on the Eagles. So it's going to come down to, to Kelsey for the most part. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. I, I don't think there's any one guy that's going to be responsible. It's going to, it's going to be a, uh, a cast of thousands here. Well, well, that's Ruben Frank covers the Eagles for NBC Sports Philadelphia. Also here, ninety four WIP. Uh, check out the Eagle Eye podcast with Ruben Dave Zangaro. You can find him on Twitter at RubeNBCS. Uh, Rube, what else can people be expecting from you this weekend? I'm sure wall to wall coverage uh, from you out there in Arizona. Yeah, we got about. You know, we've been doing day. I'm doing podcasts every day. I've got my observations every day. I'll continue up to off and then, uh, you know pregame and postgame Sunday with uh, Michael Barrett and. Uh, uh, and Jaws, so uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We start, um, gosh, what time is it? Six thirty. I think we start at four Eastern with the uh, pregame show, and then the second the game's over, like the instant 
the game goes to zero zero zero. We'll be live uh, with a long, nice long post game show. Well, there you go. We'll check Rube out on the post game show. Ten observations, Eagle Eye podcast. He's everywhere. Uh, Rube, thanks for hopping on, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, Tom. Right. You got it. Take it easy. That's Ruben Frank. Does a great job follow uh, covering the Eagles and. Ruben Frank, here's a fun piece of – well, it might not be fun. It's probably not very fun. But a piece of WIP trivia for you. First show I produced at WIP, Ruben Frank. There you go. That's nice. It's not not fun. Not a fun piece of trivia. Just the, what was the show A piece fun? of meaningless do you remember it? Tri- trivia. Do you remember it? Do I remember, I, do I remember what we were talking about that night? No, do you remember the shift? Do I like? What do you mean? I remember like said, working. Yeah, that's what I mean. Ru- you were, do you with remember? Ruben. Like, it was memorable. I, yeah, of course. Okay. I mean, but but I, I do I remember the main topics? No, I I don't remember. Okay. That, so, uh, but yes, the first person I produced was, was Ruben Frank. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, uh, when we get back, kind of reset things for you. I also give you what I think are the two biggest matchups on this in, in this game, both sides of the ball. So we'll have that coming up next. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio ninety four WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly with you on a Friday night. If you want to get in, 215-592-9494 is how you join the show. Uh, breaking down Super Bowl 57. I think the Eagles win 34-24. Francisco Rojas uh, has the Eagles winning 34-27. Uh, both think the Eagles win. And, and Francisco, I think we both see it the same way. Like, they got to get to 30 points, right? Like that. Oh, absolutely. If the Eagles don't get to 30 points, you know, even though I have them at 24, like, I feel like if they don't get to 30, the Chiefs probably score more. It would mean that uh, offensively you're not doing as much. Chiefs probably get an extra possession. It definitely feels like 30-31 is, like, the magic number. Like, that's the minimum where the Eagles need to get to to win this game. Yeah, and, like, you don't want – another thing is, like, I, I don't think – 30 points isn't a shootout, right? Like, that. I mean, that's a good game offensively, but that's not, like – the one thing I think about is, like, you really don't want to get into a shootout with the, with the Chiefs. And that, that means the defense didn't show up. But, like, I, I don't think the defense will show up. But, like, ultimately, man, you really don't want to get into a shootout with the Chiefs. But I do think 30 is that magic number, and I do think the defense will play well. So that's why. Hence the score. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, to me, this game is about the Eagles' offense. Like, it, we talked so much about the defense and getting pressure on Mahomes. And, obviously, you need to do that to, li- to, to, to limit him. But the Eagles are going to need to score in this game. Like, you're going to need to score. That offense on Kansas City side, this isn't going to be a, a giant situation or a Niner situation where you're holding them to seven points. It's not going to happen. Like, you're going to need to score the ball offensively because at some point Patrick Mahomes is going to get going. And real quick before we get back to the phones here, I did want to give you my two biggest matchups on both sides. And, you know, you look at it defensively for the Eagles – there's no secret. I mean, the guy that you need to zero in on and stop is Travis Kelsey. I mean, there's absolutely no doubt. And, yeah, I mean, it's going to take a, a lot of different guys. It's going to be a team effort, as we heard Rube talk about there, you know, in the last segment. Kaiser White, TJ Edwards. But I think the guy pr- primarily who should be on Travis Kelsey in this game is C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Like, like that is what I would do because if I'm Jonathan Gannon, I'm playing man on the outside with Slay and Bradbury. They should match up pretty well with the Chiefs' outside receivers. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, I am putting him on Travis Kelsey, and I'm committing to stopping him because I think the Eagles can learn a little bit from what Jim Schwartz tried to do in Super Bowl 52. It uh, did not work out very well, if you remember. It was basically, we're going to take everybody else away, you know, and, and the Eagles almost lost that game because they just let Gronk 
absolutely destroy them, which was not a great idea. I mean, I, I think most people thought going in, I certainly did, was that the Eagles were going to put Malcolm Jenkins on Gronk in that game. They didn't. They elected to put Jenkins on James White, and Gronk torched him. I think the Eagles can learn from that. Put C.J. Gardner-Johnson or Avante Maddox on Travis Kelsey. I think that's really what you need to do. You can't you can't cover him with linebackers. Like, yeah, you'll double him, but I would primarily put C.J. Gardner-Johnson on Travis Kelsey. I think that's going to be the biggest matchup for the Eagles defensively. And offensively, I think it's pretty clear here that it's going to be the interior of the Eagles offensive line going up against Chris Jones on the other side. And here is Jeff Stoutland just talking about uh, two guys in particular, Jason Kelsey and Isaac Sayamalu, after the NFC Championship game, what they mean to that offensive line. Kelsey and Isaac are the two brains behind the Those two guys, they do so much up front to help the, team, the other guys uh, put them in good positions and stuff like that. So uh, just a great group. To, I mean, it's unbelievable to coach these guys. And I think that's really going to be the key here is Kelsey and Sayamalu. That's probably where Chris Jones is going to be lined up. Like they'll move him around a little bit. Um, but, you know, they're not that there's a weak link on this Eagles offensive line, but I think teams would view that as Sayamalu. And I think Chris Jones is going to be lined up over him a lot. And he'll be lined up near Kelsey and, and, and Sayamalu. So, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest matchup on that side of the ball. Can the Eagles uh, neutralize Chris Jones? Uh, because he's he's the one player on that defense uh, that can really wreck a game plan. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Let's go back to the phones. Go to Ben in Kensington. What's up, Ben? Hey, how we doing? Thanks for taking my call. No problem, man. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be one for the record books. And we're very fortunate, and I'm very proud, to have our Philadelphia Eagles playing in the Super Bowl. Um, and to even have this um, conversation this late in the season is awesome, and it's because they put in the work, and I'm excited to see them play on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's going to be fun, man, no doubt about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I just want to – I'll make it pretty quick, uh, get some other people through and give them our ideas and stuff like that, but memorable play. I think we're going to uh, introduce Jurgen and do one of those two center plays and uh, – Give him his first snap to Jalen Hurts. Maybe he had one before, but I know they used the formation only once maybe that I saw. Hopefully he snaps it, and, you know, we get a touchdown for Jalen Hurts uh, after kind of introducing him, passing the torch from Jalen Kelsey to him. Um, I was fortunate to be at the Kansas City versus Eagles game uh, last year, and it was a shootout. It was a great game. I expect the same, um, except for I feel like we've improved. We've become a better team, and uh, them, you know, Lost a few pieces, no doubt they're great. But uh, I think uh, I think the score of that game was 42-30 Chiefs. We're going to kind of reverse those roles and go 41-33, our birds. 41-33, Ben, that would be incredible. I mean, if it's the same exact score as Super Bowl 52, that would be pretty pretty insane. I know. Let's go. Everybody of that would just be crazy. I mean, and I don't know. I think he did it on purpose. But Zach Ertz was on with John and Ike in the five o'clock hour. Ertz picked forty to thirty-three. So I, you know, I think he knew what he was doing there. Yeah, he left out the one just because he wanted the, you know, he wanted that first Super Bowl. Wanted it to be a little different, but right. yeah, I mean, I wonder like the, the odds of that. I, I don't. I would not want it to be forty-one to thirty-three again. Why like, not? Because we got to leave, leave that five years ago. That was our first Super Bowl. 
that can be forty-one thirty-three. I, I like that. I like that take, Francisco. I think that's a good what, take for me. Yeah, I like. Well, you're just about to argue it. I, no, no, I like. The, I like it that it's got it. You know, you don't want the same score. You want right. to. You want to vary here. And I want to run this one by you. I ran it by uh, Dan Wilson last night, but I want to run, run it by you as well as you know one of my social media groups here. I see a, a, like Eagles fans on Twitter who are voicing how excited they are for for the halftime show. If you're really excited for the game, you can't be excited for the halftime show. Like, I mean, last what, year's was ex- don't get me wrong. Rihanna's a great artist, but. I never care about the halftime show. Like last year was good, but yeah, I mean, I never really care about it. Like, but if your team is playing oh, in the yeah, game, no, you, you no, especially like five, dude, five years ago, I remember, like, I didn't. I think it was JT, right? It was Timberlake. Yes. Yeah, I, and I, I love Justin Timberlake. I didn't give one crap about Timberlake up there. I'm like, move on with this. I'm nervous, man. I'm trying to let's get to the second half. I want to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, and the same thing here, pretty much. Like, I, I won't. I'm not gonna. No, I, I'm going to the bathroom and I'm coming back. Where's the football? I, I was I, I remember during that Super Bowl fifty two halftime being so nervous and so anxious. I mean, I wasn't paying attention to the halftime show at all. I feel like any real Eagles fans, you can't be basing your excitement level around Rihanna's <laughs> halftime show. People talking about, oh, what songs is she gonna sing and, and and your favorite Rihanna songs? Who cares? Your team's playing in the Super Bowl. How many people other, are, how many people are talking about Rihanna on yeah. the on social? I've I haven't seen, seen it. it. I've seen a lot of it. Uh, you know our own and I like her. Devin Caney. I think she she put out her like favorite Rihanna songs. I'm like, Devin, you, come on. You can't you can't be worried about the halftime show. If you're an Eagles fan, worry about the game. Don't worry about the halftime show. Your team's not playing. You, I, you I, like I music with fine. This. What if it's like what if it's like a blowout by halftime, which I don't expect it to. No, what if it is? No, you're facing Patrick Mahomes. No. What if it's like 42 nothing? It's not going to be 42 nothing. I'm right? saying what if? It's but it's not going to be. So I'm not okay, even fine. You I'm not even fine. Yeah, I'm not even entertaining that. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Let's go to uh Matt Warminster. What's up, Matt? Hey, what's going on, guys? How's it going? You know, I just want to talk a little bit about birds. Um, the excitement, the craze, I understand. But, you know, I think we need to pedal it back just a tiny bit. You know, uh, the defense is there. The offense is there. But we're playing Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. And it's just, you know, as, as bad as I want to call a 38-17 to, to 17 game, I, I, I'd have to just say, you know what? The birds are going to win, and they're going to win a tight game. 38-34 birds. Can I give you one? Sure. Yes, go ahead, Matt. Give me one. I need to give you one. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! Shout out, Northeast softball league let's go okay there well there you go matt shout out northeast softball league but yeah i mean i i think it's going to be a close game i do and i think you know people who expect this to be a blowout you're, you're going to be mistaken and that's kind of you know what we're talking about tonight i want your predictions but i also want to know how do you think this game's going to go um what do you think is going to be the difference and what do you think is going to be that memorable moment i see a darius slay interception late i think that is going to be basically the equivalent to you know the Brandon Graham strip sack in this game, and I think the, the really the the thing that we are going to remember is a long grinding drive. Like you, were, it's going to be late in the game. It's either going to be tied. Maybe the Chiefs have a three point lead or something. And I think the Eagles just grind out a really long seven eight minute drive where their offensive line just imposes their will. That's what they've done all year. Um, I think they will do it. 
but I do think it's going to be a close game. Like, I don't think this is going to be a situation like the Giants or the Niners where we're kind of resting and, and uh, you know, popping the champagne bottles with 12 minutes left here. Let's go to Andrew in the Northeast. What's up, Andrew? Yo, what's up, Tom? It's good to talk to you. You too, man. Yeah, I actually called in the day before the Detroit game, week one. All banged up. Thank God you got an earlier show this time. <laughs> well, but, uh, you, you gave you gave me a gift card for saying Reggie Evans, best role player. Okay. But uh, for the Rihanna thing, real quick, I just moved back to my parents' house. Unfortunately, I'm 26 years old. My room's still set up like I'm a young boy. I still got a uh, like a poster of Rihanna half naked in my room. So you bet your bottom dollar, I'm at least looking up and seeing what she's wearing. All right. Okay? Well, that, yeah, that's that that's that's <laughs> your your right, Andrew. I guess. And uh, for the thing, one thing like I don't hear many people talking about is I saw it on Twitter. I'm not sure if it's completely true, but they're, supposedly their starting cornerbacks are both rookies. I feel like that matchup is huge. I like to do a little play action to start it and then go bang, bang. Go right after those cornerbacks on the outside. Yeah, Andrew, I mean, it's not a bad idea. And I think, you know, when I'm looking at a guy who who – you just feel like needs to make an impact at some point here. It's AJ Brown. I mean, hasn't really done a lot in the playoffs. You haven't really needed him to, but I would agree going up against those rookie corners. I do think the Eagles are going to take some shots down the field. And I think this could be a week where AJ Brown really, really steps up. So you think it's AJ because you heard Devonte this week saying he's built for this. Like this is all he knows. I feel like it's going to be Devonte, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I appreciate the call, Andrew. Thanks, man. I mean, it could be Devonte, but I just, I feel like AJ Brown is he, he. It feels like he's due. Like it feels like it's been a really long time since we had a big AJ Brown game, you know. And and it feels like this is the week where he really steps it up. Because let's face it, like I do think the Eagles are going to be able to run the ball effectively, but they're going to have to make some plays in the passing game here. You're not going to be able to just run it all day. Jalen's going to need to make some plays with his arm in this game. Yeah, TK, would you lay AJ Brown down for the octopus score? We were talking about earlier, uh, right? We were talking, and we'll th- in the final hour of the show here. We'll throw out some some uh, over under bets and and some different fun bets that are that are out there uh, for this game. And I'll throw some more out there tomorrow morning when I'm filling in for Howard. But yeah, I, the octopus. Now you had to explain to me what this is, Francisco. What is the octopus bet? Yeah, I just learned it tonight. So it's uh, it's where a player records, he scores a touchdown, and then he gets the uh, two point conversion as well. Okay, so, so yes. would you lay AJ Brown to score a touchdown and then a two point conversion on the same drive? You know, I think it would be. What are the odds on that for him to get knocked? Oh, I don't know. I just came oh. up with myself. Oh, you came up with that. You made it up. No, I didn't okay. make up the octopus, but I, okay. I I put AJ Brown into that. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I would say if anybody was likely to get an octopus, it would probably be Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah if, quarterback you know, sneak, and then maybe another like QB draw, right? Something like that. But yeah, I, I never heard that term before, but makes sense. Kind of like for, it. Six for the touchdown, two for the uh, two for the two point conversion. Oh, I didn't even think about that. There's, I, a, I I'm an idiot. Are you kidding me? You didn't I, realize that yes, part I of it. I did not realize that. So you just thought I just it was, thought cool, it was like, a, a cool name for it. I'm like ah, octopus. Yeah, Francisco, you 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 scare me sometimes, man. I mean, we work together a lot. You didn't. You I didn't, didn't think put about that it. together. Nah, I never put it together. Oh my god, it's, it's okay. It's all right. It's scary. Uh, speaking of somebody else that scares me, let's go to Bob and Glenside. What's up, Bob? Yeah, it's Bob from Glenside. Yeah, I know Bob. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. How about that hockey game last night? Oh man, Flyers game. Yeah, they want they want a shootout, right? Yeah. What? What? What a great game. Yeah, I mean, good. Good for the Flyers. Good win. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, we have a, a pretty big football game this week, Bob. I mean, I'm not dialed right. in on the Flyers right now. Right. On Sunday, the Super Bowl. I don't know. You heard of it? No. Are you kidding me, Bob? What, what, what else you got, Bob? No, I want to talk about the Flyers. They're going to make it wrong talk for the, the cup. Fly- All right, Bob. Get, 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 get out of here. I'm not dealing with your, with your nonsense tonight. I mean, we're, you know, we'll talk about the Flyers another time. Maybe in a couple weeks I'll do a Flyer segment, um, but not, not not tonight, Bob. I mean, it's Super Bowl 57 weekend. We're getting you ready for, for the big game. We're not talking Flyers or Wheelers. But Bob, I was there too, man. Good, good, good game last night. Good, great. Congratulations. Saw, saw, saw uh, you know, must-see TV Connor McDavid. Awesome. Well, the Flyers won. They're, you know, still – out of a playoff spot, and we'll revisit. Uh, I'll touch on the Flyers in six weeks. How about that? I'll check on the Flyers in, in six weeks' time. I promise to do a Flyers segment six weeks from tonight. Six weeks. Six. They're, they're going to be out. They're going to be out of it. By you now. know what? And then Philly season will be starting. So I don't know. Maybe. Oh yeah, spring. All spring training in a week. Are you excited there's for spring training? A, there's just not a lot of time in these shows, man. I don't know if I'm going to be able to work the Flyers in. Dude, well, baseball's going to be back in I'm a week. Not excited like for said. spring training. Spring I'm training. Can't not wait. excited for pitchers and catchers. It's the most overrated thing in sports. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Everybody on hold. We'll get you up in the next segment here, and we will look at some of these fun bets. Uh, out there for Super Bowl 57 um, because I, I, they, they come up with every different angle you can look at for the Super Bowl. So we'll look at some of these as well. I'm Tom Kelly uh, with you on a Friday night filling in for Joe Giglio. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly with you on a Friday night filling in for Joe Giglio. If you want to get in, 215-592-9494 is how you join. Want your predictions for Super Bowl 57. Um, your key, And what do you think is going to be the key to this game? What do you think is going to be the main factor? And I'll lay it out for you again. I think the way this game starts, I think the Eagles get off to a hot start. I think they build a big lead. And I think as we're sitting through the you know, lengthy halftime show. I think we're feeling pretty good. You know, I think we're feeling great about where this team's at. I think the Eagles will have a double-digit lead. But at some point in the third quarter, I do think Patrick Mahomes will get going. And I think the Chiefs will rally back. And I think this is going to be a tight game going into the fourth quarter. But in the end, I think the Eagles will be too much. I think they'll be overwhelming. And they were. And I expect... You would at least hope the same thing would happen in you know regards to this game. Here's more from Brian Baldinger talking about the Eagles' offensive line and how they stack up against uh, this Chiefs' front seven. The Chiefs have one great defensive player, and that's Chris Jones. But he's going up against you know Isaac Sayamalo and Jason Kelsey along with Landon Dickerson. I mean, I don't see him beating any of those guys. Uh, you know, he might win one battle or maybe two at the most. But I mean, the other guys are just guys to me. Um, the Eagles have a much better offensive line than Chiefs do defensive line. And in the end, I think that's going to be the difference here. And even though I think this game's going to be tight going into the fourth quarter, I think it's going to be a battle. In the end, I think this Eagles offensive line is too overwhelming. I think they're going to wear the Chiefs down. And, you know, they're going to wear them out over the four, over four quarters. And in the end, Kansas City won't be able to stand up to that. 
as good as their offense is, I think defensively they will wear down. It's what the Eagles do. It's what their offensive line has done all year, and I would expect uh, the same thing to happen here as we look ahead to Sunday. I think the Eagles' offensive line is going to be the difference. That's why I think they win this game. I'm taking the Eagles 34-24. So if you want to get in, 215-592-9494, 215-592-9494. But, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, an offensive game. And, you know, the Eagles are certainly going to need uh, to score points in this game, um, especially late. At some point, the Chiefs are going to get going. It's, I think, unrealistic uh, to believe that you're going to be able to hold that offense down uh, for 60 minutes. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. But I did want to look at a couple of these these props here because there are always some fun bets that they have for the Super Bowl. Like, they come up – with a bunch of like crazy combinations and and things like that, and I wanted to to look at a couple of these real quick. Um, and a caller brought it up earlier about Boston Scott maybe getting a kick return touchdown. Uh, I wouldn't think that is uh, you know something that's going to happen. Um, but how about this bet? Any player to return a punt or a kickoff for a touchdown plus eleven hundred. So if you were to put $10 on that bet, you'd win $110. And yes, I am explaining it for, for you, Francisco, who you're, you're, you're just, you're, you're, you're a little no, illiterate I'm, when it comes to the betting lines. It's, it's a little bit, but just not, not as much as you're making it out to be. What do you think? Do you think that's a good bet? That I would take the plus, plus 110, correct? Plus uh, 1100. Oh, 1100. So 10 bucks would get you 110. No, I would not take that bet. You would not take that bet. Okay. Let's... I knew what you were talking about. There you go. Well, uh, let's look at a more reasonable one here. Any player to have a 60-plus yard reception plus 300. So $10 to win 30. Any player to have a 60-plus yard catch. Taking that, A.J. Brown, a a 60-plus yard reception. I'd probably like a Mahomes ball to like Faldez Scantling or something like that. And this this next one I actually do like. A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. To combine for 200-plus receiving yards, that's a plus 500. I mean, they both need to have big days, but, I mean, that's... Yeah, I'd take that. That's reasonable. What's that, $10 to get 500? N- no. $10 to get 50. Uh, that's what I said. <laughs> to get 50. So, plus 500, you know, if you were bet betting 10, your return would be, you know... $50. Yeah, on once, once I got to high school, I wasn't great at math. Yes. So it's, it's showing. All right. Well, well, we'll we'll teach you here. And over the next hour, we'll try to teach you how the, P- Professor Kelly. How the betting lines work. Uh, 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Uh, also, what your memorable moment of this game? What do you think is going to be that moment we look at uh, similar to the Brandon Graham uh, strip sack from Super Bowl 52? Let's go to Troy in Westchester. What's up, Troy? Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? I was just curious about, you know, you were saying how we're overconfident as a team, as a fan base. And this is a big, big time game, big time. You know, it doesn't happen all the time. So why wouldn't the fan base be, you know, confident enough to go in for the win? Well, no, I mean, Troy, Troy I, I think that the fan base should be confident. I mean, I'm confident the Eagles are going to win. But when people are, are calling and saying the Eagles are going to win 48-10 to 10 and they're going to dominate Patrick Mahomes, I think that's going a little a little overboard. I mean, it's not like the Eagles are facing, you know, an 
incompetent uh, quarterback or incompetent coach on the other side here? Well, I mean, they've been okay, but, you know, just, I mean, they had better years, I'll put it like that. Now, this ain't been one of their finer years. And they lost a lot, you know, when they had the receivers and the running backs. Then I might have been a little bit more scared. But right now, I think it's really good against them right now. Yeah. Probably in a better position to win than them, you know? No, I hear you, Troy. And I appreciate the call. And I'm picking the Eagles to win. I just I, – I, the overconfidence is disconcerting to me. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's something that's making me more nervous. The fact that so many people just don't even seem to think this is going to be a game, I, I think this is going to be a game. Like, that is not an offense that is very easy to shut down. And again, like, I'm not somebody who, who – faults the Eagles for the schedule that they played or says they're he you know they don't deserve to be here. They obviously deserve to be here. But I do think like we're being naive if we don't look at the level of competition, specifically the the kind of quarterbacks that the Eagles have played this year. I mean the Eagles have not still even this season and I think Jonathan Gannon's done a good job. The Eagles have still not really shown the ability to shut down a top-notch quarterback. Like they haven't done it. Um you know, I guess you could say, depending on how you feel about Kirk Cousins, they shut down Kirk Cousins back in week two. I wouldn't say Kirk Cousins is like a top 10 guy. I'd say it's somewhere in like the 10 to 15 range. I'd say Daniel Jones is right there. Daniel Jones. Yeah, see, look what he did with, with, with nothing. Daniel There's Jones. argument he's a top 10 quarterback. He is around the 20th best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, that's where I would personally rank well, Daniel Jones. But look what he did with nothing around him. Yeah, yeah, but Dan, I mean, you, so you you think Daniel Jones is a, is a top notch quarterback? I don't think he's a top notch quarterback, but give him a little more respect. That's all, right. all I'm saying. Well, I, I, okay, fair fair enough. I I will take your advice and I will ignore it and not give him that respect. But I look at the top tier quarterbacks the Eagles have faced this year. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers had a pretty nice night against the Eagles. Got injured, but yeah, I mean, he had a pretty good game. And Dak Prescott. In that game in Dallas, Dak had a good game against the Eagles. I'm not saying it's impossible. Like, I'm not saying the Eagles are going to get totally destroyed by Patrick Mahomes. But to, to, to act like we have seen this defense shut down a, a top-flight, top-five quarterback, not to forget about the best quarterback in the league, we haven't seen that. And without that evidence, I'm surprised people are so confident that this defense is just going to feast on Patrick Mahomes. Uh, let's go to Chris in Los Angeles. What's up, Chris? Hey, how you doing, man? Uh, this is uh, LA. Uh, I uh, second time caller. Second well, time caller. Um, uh, a bunch of bunch of time listening, man. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, no problem. Um, I got a baby in the back right now crying. Um, I know how that is. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you can you can hear um you can hear her. But anyways, I was calling uh, to give you guys a uh, story. I'm actually gonna step out and pump some gas. So give me a second, man. Anyways, what I wanted to say to you guys was I called during uh, our Super Bowl run, uh, and I actually feel like if I called back again, uh, I would be a good omen for you guys. I called uh, about Lagarde Blunt and Jay Ajayi being added. And I thought that we had a good chance at uh, winning the Super Bowl that year. Um, and another thing I had about uh, the game, I thought that at the end of the day, we had an offensive line, I think, that uh, is better than the defensive line that the Chiefs have and a defensive, line, defensive uh, uh, 
line that is better than the offensive line the Chiefs had. I think we we faced a better team, which 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 was the 49ers compared to what uh, we're facing now. I'm not saying that we we, we are going to have trouble with Patrick Mahomes, but I think that we faced a better team with better lines. What do you guys think? No, I I hear you, Chris, and I appreciate the call. I mean, I think you can make that argument that the 49ers up front are better than the Chiefs up front, but I. I would disagree that the Niners are a better team than the Chiefs. Like, I, I don't believe that because quarterback matters a hell of a lot, and it's weighted significantly here. And I'm, I'm curious in, in terms of this, too. And this isn't this isn't me trying to be disrespectful of Jalen Hurts, but I'm just curious, like, what would the line be in this game if you had the same exact rosters on either side and you just flipped the quarterbacks? And Jalen Hurts was quarterbacking this Chiefs team, and Patrick Mahomes was quarterbacking this Eagles team. Because as it currently is, the Eagles are one-and-a-half-point favorites. I believe if you just switch the quarterbacks, the Eagles are probably like 10-point favorites. Is that crazy, Francisco? Like, Patrick Mahomes with this roster compared to Jalen Hurts with that roster? Does Patrick Mahomes, is he worth like a 10-point difference? I think he is. I hate to say it, but like 10, I don't know about 10, but probably in that ballpark. Yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't go against what you're saying there. Like if we were to and again, it will sound like I'm being disrespectful of Jalen, which I'm not intending to be. I'm just intending to be incredibly respectful of Patrick Mahomes. But like if we flip flop the quarterbacks, then I do think predicting a blowout would be reasonable. Like if the Eagles had Patrick Mahomes with this roster and the Chiefs had Jalen Hurts with that roster, then I think it would be likely there's a blowout. But that's how good Mahomes is. Like, that's how much he does matter. I mean, I was surprised when the line came out and it was only one and a half. And obviously, like, I expected this line to jump at least really does show you uh, the amount of respect that people have for Patrick Mahomes, and you know, there's a reason why. I mean, the guy's really damn good, and I don't think this is easy for the Eagles' defense. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, two one five five nine two nine four nine four. I wanted to throw a couple more of these uh, bets at you here, Francisco, and see if you like any of these. A non-quarterback to have uh, one or more passing touchdowns. That's plus 2000 So $10 would net you $200 for, you know, a Philly special type play where a non-quarterback throws a touchdown. What do you think of that? I, I would not take that. I don't I don't think that would happen. Okay. Um, this, is, this one, wow, this one I actually kind of like. Both Chris Jones and Hassan Reddick to record two-plus sacks, plus 3000 so ten bucks would win you three hundred dollars for both those guys to get two plus sacks. That's reasonable. That's a very reasonable. Yeah, I, I would. I would definitely take that. Absolutely. But no, no, you know what? I wouldn't because, like I said earlier, I, I think that I think that both offensive lines, uh, both the game plans from from Andy and from Sirianni and Gannon, whoever the um, defense coordinator is on on the Chiefs. I, I think they're so worried about those players. Like the Eagles, are so worried about Chris Jones and Frank Clark, uh, and the Chiefs are really worried about Hassan Reddick because of how good he's been. You know, I wouldn't take that bet. Okay. And then this next one, plus twenty thousand. So ten uh, ten dollars would win you two thousand dollars here. Thank you for explaining it to me each time. Both Jason and Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown in this game. 
I no. mean, that, that might be fun just for the hell of it. Just like, I don't, of it. I don't know how Jason Kelsey would score a touchdown. Like, I guess th- th- if if that were to happen, the scenario you would need is that they put Jurgens in at center. Maybe Kelsey lines up at fullback and they give him the ball. And with Sirianni, who knows how how that would work out? But but how annoying would it be? I'm just thinking about this and and playing it out here. How annoying would it be if you bet that? And Jason scores a touchdown and Travis doesn't. Like right, that, that, would be great. that would be brutal. That, that would, would be, that would be heartbreaking. That would be one of the most brutal beats ever. Right. But see, this is that. why this is TK. We talked about this part of the show. This is why I don't bet emotionally. Because I I, I, I want to root for the Eagles and not worry about, you yeah. know, the, the money side. Yeah. Well that's just a little fun. So, that, that's a little fun. I know what you're saying. Right I know what you're saying. Like, I might if have the Eagles to weren't and, if I wasn't an Eagles fan, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean I'm looking at that. And if you're telling me five bucks wins a thousand dollars, yeah, I'll bet. I'll, oh, yeah, I'll, bet I'll put five bucks yeah. on that. Yeah, I'll do that. I got you. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Let's go back to the phones. Paul in Downingtown. What's up, Paul? Hey, TK. How you doing, man? So good, man. So I got a couple concerns. I, I'm with you. I don't see this as a runaway. And I remember when Coach Reed was here. And I mean, first of all, the thing I think we need to remember is Kansas City was the best team in a better. Um, I think the other thing maybe some older people should remember is. How often as Eagles fans uh, did we see Fat Andy, the sideline roller, use the extra week to out-prepare a more talented team and come away with a victory? We saw it. You know, he, he can do it. He's done it before. Um, so, you know, to, to disregard the, the, that possibility in the Super Bowl is foolish to me. Yeah, but Paul, and, that, and, and uh, I'll let you continue. But, yeah, that's one of the things that surprised me as well. And I know Andy's lost a lot of big games, but I think people might be also forgetting how great a coach he really is. Yeah, especially with an extra week to prepare. Um, and um, I think what concerns me the most is, uh, you know, if you're going to beat the Eagles, um, I think Washington demonstrated the blueprint, and it's a ball possession type game. And I, I really worry about Kansas City and Andy Reid uh, together being able to put a ball, you know, a game plan together that attacks this defense five, six yards at a time, you know, where, where it's constantly conversions on third downs and inability to get off the field, just like we saw in Washington, limiting Jalen Hurts's time of possession and our ability to, to get on the field and score points. And, um, you know, that's what worries me. And I, 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 you know, I kind of see it the same as you in that I do think the Eagles are going to win, but I see it the opposite because in, in my player to remember is going to be Hurts. Um, I see the Eagles coming back. I see the Eagles being down a little bit, having a tough first half uh, because of the things I explained there. And I see, you know, you know, at the end of the game, I see, you know, Jalen Hurts leading a comeback drive, kind of, you know, like Montana or Elway back in the day. And he, he just leads them to victory. You know, almost by sheer force of will, um, the Eagles come away with it, something like thirty to twenty-seven. But uh, you know, that that's what concerns me is 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 a ball possession type game uh, where the Eagles' defense, um, you know, the bend don't break kind of thing, kind of hurts them because they they're just constantly giving up third and fours, and um, you know, not giving the offense a chance to be on the field. And I think that's Kansas City's best path to beating uh, the Eagles. I think they have a more talented team than Washington. I think they're better able to accomplish that kind of a game plan. But, like, in the end, I think our talent and our coaches and their ability to, you know, to adapt to that game plan and our players' just ability to be explosive and make big plays makes a difference. And I see Jalen Hurts leading them downfield. Eagles 30-27. Give us that parade, boy. Yeah. E-H-E-L-E-S. Eagles go Bart. There you go, Paul. And good call. And I think Paul made a ton of great points there. And I think a lot of the stuff that he said is accurate. Like, I think what's interesting when you look at both defensive coordinators here is they 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 do it differently, 
But they have the same general philosophy. Like Steve Spagnuolo coming up under Jim Johnson, obviously was here for many years under Andy, you know, relies on getting pressure with four. You know, will blitz more than Jonathan Gannon will. But I think Gannon and Spagnuolo have the same general philosophy, which is that bend but don't break kind of defense. Like, they will allow you to gain yardage. They will allow you to to pick up first downs and move the ball between the 20s. Um, And I think that's a big part of what this game's going to come down to, is which team can execute in the red zone. Like, which team can come away with seven instead of three in the red zone? And I think this is going to also come down to Nick Sirianni and and Andy and who stays more aggressive. Because if you get in a a fourth and three or shorter and you're inside the 20, you should be going for it. Like, this is that kind of a game where I'm not valuing field goals that highly here. Like, you need to be looking, if you're the Eagles – Every time down the field, you need to be looking for seven. You're not looking for three. If you need to kick a field goal at some point, that's what you need to do. But you need to be aggressive in looking for touchdowns. And obviously, you look back at Super Bowl 52, um, Doug being aggressive, Doug going for the Philly special before halftime, huge, huge moment in that game. If the Eagles kick a field goal there, I don't think they do go on to win the game. I think it doesn't do the same thing for momentum. Um, I don't think it sets the same tone. And obviously, from a mathematical standpoint – if the Eagles had come away with three there instead of seven, you know, that that's more of an uphill climb, and that's more the offense would have needed to do in the second half of that game. Um, so I do think red zone is going to be a huge factor here because both these coordinators are, are – are, they will let you give – they will let you pick up yardage. You know, th- we saw it, and I think uh, made a good point as well in terms of the Washington game, and that's kind of the formula – to beat the Eagles, it's the only time anybody's beaten the Eagles with Jalen Hurts a quarterback this year, is to control the ball, possess the ball, keep the Eagles' offense off the field. Now, obviously, Kansas City has a much more potent offense than you know the Washington Commanders did, but I do think when you look at, at this game, I think both teams are going to move the ball. I would not expect to see many three and outs at all. I think it's going to come down to who can come away with touchdowns um, instead of field goals, and I think that's going to go a long way uh, to determining the winner of this game. Let's go to Robert in Ambler. What's up, Robert? Hey. Hey, what's up? Can you hear me? Gotcha. Cool. I'm up in uh, Maple Glen. Okay. I'm I'm DoorDashing, man. Nice. Well, thanks for coming. Um, Listen, here's my prediction. 35-21 Eagles. I'll tell you why. Everybody that has come up against us, we have dominated. Everybody said, woo, watch out for Purdy and McCaffrey. Well, guess what? We shut them down. Yes, uh, Shaq, Juan Barkley, we shut them down. Uh, uh, C.D. Lamb, we shut them down. I mean, they, everybody that said, woo, look at this, look at that, look at that. We've shut them down. Well, well, Robert, I mean, they didn't really shut C.D. Lamb down. I mean, the, the Cowboys scored 40 points on the Eagles that week. Yeah, I know. And look who our quarterback was. Yeah, but that, what does that have to do with defense? Well, I, I'm just saying, everybody that's come along, except for the Cowboys game, that we've shut down. Completely shut them down. Would you, yeah, Robert, would you at least acknowledge that this is a much better quarterback and better offense than the Eagles have seen this year? Yes, it's, it's a, I think we've got seventeen. We've got seventeen all over. I think this team would have beat uh, two thousand seventeen. 
Well, I, I, Robert, and I, I appreciate your call. I don't disagree with that. Like, I think from a roster standpoint, yeah, I do think this team is better than, two, than the 2017 team. And like we were talking just a minute ago about the line, if you would swap the quarterbacks here, um, I and I actually I heard uh, Shield Kapati and Ben Solak talking about this on their Philly special podcast a couple weeks ago. What would the line be if you looked at the 2017 Eagles and the 2022 Eagles? And you put them up against each other. Like, I don't know. I think this team would probably be five, six-point favorites. I mean, they're just, you know, I do think this team is more talented. And we'll see how it all plays out. But certainly, um, I think this Eagle team uh, is, as far as a roster goes, probably the best roster we've ever seen. And a lot of that comes down to, to what Howie Roseman has done. And certainly, a lot of it comes down to what they've done up front on both sides of the line. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. Uh, Maddie, Rob, will get you both, guys both after the break. And also, um, we need to, I need to an issue a, a thank you for a group of people who this week have been doing the Eagles the biggest favor they could have asked for. So we'll get to that. We'll give you a same-game parlay. And I know Joe, at the end of his shows, going into the weekend, does Guess the Takes for Monday. Following the Super Bowl, we will do our Guess the Takes, Francisco and I. We'll do that at the end of the show. I'm Tom Kelly. Uh, in for Joe Giglio tonight, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly with you on a Friday night filling in for Joe Giglio, getting you set for Super Bowl 57. I'll be back in bright and early tomorrow morning filling in for Howard Eskin. Howard, obviously, uh, out in Arizona, will be on the sidelines for the game on Sunday. Uh, Merrill and Mike on the call right here on WIP. But always interested coming into these kind of games, you know, how the team prepares in the days leading up and certainly the night before. And, um, you know, I'm sure it's going to be emotional tomorrow night when the Eagles meet and, and get ready to play uh, for most of these guys, their first Super Bowl and the biggest game of their careers. And here was Nick Sirianni when asked about how he's going to handle it and, and who's going to speak to the team to get them ready for that game on Sunday. I had something that I was definitely prepared to do for this this moment, but then I've altered my plan a little bit. What we would, what we'll, what we'll do on on Saturday is uh, instead of me talking, instead of uh, you know a captain talking, I think we're just going to open it up to the floor. Bob, you, I guess you could go in there and and say, all right, Kelsey, you're next, all right, because you're doing such a phenomenal job right now. Um, but you know that, and then we'll just kind of let everybody talk. And, you know, that's interesting that they're letting everybody talk and kind of modifying the way they do things here. And it's going to be interesting to, to you know, see how the Eagles kind of motivate themselves for this game. And I'll just say this. Like, I would expect Saturday night to be, you know, pretty uh, emotional. And I think we really owe a debt of gratitude here to the San Francisco 49ers for the motivation that they are giving the Eagles this week. Because you know the way this team operates. You know the way Sirianni operates. There is no doubt in my mind that this is something that he has been playing up all week in the locker room. I mean, the Eagles, they, they've been talking about all year how they're not getting the respect they deserve. You know, I mean, look at the, look at the MVP voting. Jalen Hurts gets one MVP vote for first place. Uh, Nick Sirianni, not even a finalist for coach of the year. If you don't think they're using these things to their advantage, you're nuts. And what we've heard this week from the San Francisco 49ers, I mean, honestly, it's, it's just like crybaby stuff, but I mean, 
I'm sure that the Eagles are going to be playing these comments when they meet tomorrow night. First off, here's Debo Samuel uh, on Sirius XM talking about what would have happened if Brock Purdy hadn't gotten hurt in that game. I mean, is the, I mean, we can just go back to, I mean, first quarter, first half. I mean, just just look how well our defense was actually playing. It's a great point. Keeping keeping Jalen in, in in the pocket, which he doesn't like to do at all. Um, you can just see. I mean, you you on on fourth and six, you grant them a catch, and you know it's not a catch on on fourth down, um, and that caused them to get down there at that point. I mean, then kind of reflect after that. Um, Brock fumble. I mean, they're right there at the the twenty twenty five yard line. I mean, all right, that's points right there, and then just kind of. The amount of penalties that was just like, it was just outrageous. And what a coincidence again, we turned the ball over right there again, and that's, it's, it's 21-7. So the offense wasn't doing anything nothing. to be, like literally nothing. Nothing. Our defense was doing as what they were supposed to, and I, I felt like if Brock was in and our quarterback and how our offense moves, I mean, it would, it, I don't think it would have been close if that makes sense. So what were the final – you say it wouldn't have been close. Like you think you could have beat them by double digits. Yeah, like we beat everybody else. Yeah, my God. Now, some people might think that, you know, that sounds like sour grapes. For it's, not you, sour, it's not it's, sour grapes at all. It's confidence. It's just it's – just, it's just, this is what I see every day. Reality. Is, I mean, yeah, we – come on, man. I mean, I'm not, I'm not salty at all. I just speak facts, you know. I mean, it's honestly gotten pretty pathetic at this point. Like, at first, I thought Eagles fans were overreacting to the 49ers complaining, but it's gotten pathetic. Where we even have the kicker. I mean, Robbie Gold coming out and talking about the Eagles. Here's Robbie Gold with his prediction on this game. First of all, I don't know why anybody's asking him for his prediction. Um, But here was his analysis. Kansas City gets up on them early. It might take them a little bit out of their game with a run plan, which I'm assuming they're going to try to get going first to get Jalen Hurts going. But if you make Jalen Hurts play quarterback, um, you're going to have a probably a pretty solid day on defense. Like, it's just, it's pathetic. And uh, I don't know, Francisco, I think we disagreed about this last weekend. But if you come around now, that there's no doubt the Eagles are using this as motivation, whether it's Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Robbie Gold, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, everybody on the team, it seems like, is being a baby about this. Is there any doubt that the Eagles are talking about how it's still People think they don't deserve to be here. Yeah, they're here. talking about it, but they're not using it as motivation like that. I mean, I'm telling you, this team is different. They don't care. They, what are you talking the helm, about? Man, Jalen Hurts, the culture there, they don't care. They use they, every. They, they, no, they don't. They don't care. They they, they literally just like, ah, right, man, we know we're good. We don't need to hear them crying. The, the team we beat two weeks ago, the team we put. He's talking about Debo's talking about, oh, the defense. Oh, man. G- we put we, we put up 31 points in your defense. Shut Jalen up. Jalen Hurts brought up after the NFC Championship game, he referenced people not wanting him drafted. Like, that's okay. something he that's has carried around man. for that's years different. now. No. It's the same nah, thing. man. They're focused on the Chiefs. They're focused. That's who they're yes, focused they're, on. They don't care. But if you don't think they're using that as some sort of extra I don't motivation, think so. I think you're crazy. I think, I think you're, crazy. you're crazy. Okay. Well, fair enough. I think each other's crazy. But I think that the Eagles are absolutely using these kind of comments, you know, to work them up. Will, will it work? I mean, we'll, we'll see. But anything extra, Nick Sirianni loves this stuff. Um, and I thank the 49ers uh, because I think they're just giving the Eagles a, a, even a little bit of extra fuel, uh, which you'll take. Uh, yeah, and, D- and Debo went on like three different platforms and had pathetic. something to say. I First mean, take, it was two couple of different podcasts. It's pathetic. No, they're, they, they, they're really embarrassing. I mean, they're really embarrassing. 
and you know the 49ers need to need to shut up. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Let's go to Maddie in Vermont. What's up, Maddie? Hey, uh uh Tom Kelly. Thanks. Uh it's great to talk to you because I Thanks. listen to you all the time. Uh I'm from Philadelphia, Penn State there. I wrestled there uh thirty years ago. Um Kerry Collins was uh <laughs> the quarterback then. Oh, there you uh, go. but uh um, so I got 16 people in Vermont that we're going out to, and because it's mostly New England fans up here. Um, so I transferred up here, and uh, by the way, there's no Wawa, cheesesteaks, or pizza up here. But uh, um, my question is, um, I'm kind of a little nervous because uh, um, I'm not too sure um, from a running back standpoint um, when they come out, or the, do you think that they're going to, you know, have a mix of running or passing or um, because uh, being a Penn State guy, I like Miles Sanders, but the other guy's doing well. I mean, what do you think that they're going to do? Because Andy Reid has a really good head on him, you know? Yeah. What, in terms of the running backs? Yeah, uh, I guess kind of the mix coming out in the beginning. Do you think? I think it's going to be a lot of Miles Sanders early, Matty, but I think as the game goes on, the Eagles are going to rotate, and I mean Kenny Gainwell. I mean, you got to get him touches right now. He's he's know, really played like that him. well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the uh, I guess uh, I, I I don't want to see um, Hurts. I don't want to see him like running the ball right away because if he gets knocked out, or am I freaking out or what? No, I I, I don't think so. And I appreciate the call, Maddie. Thanks, man. I, I think you know you want to limit the amount of hits Jalen Hurts takes if you can. But at the same time, you're in the Super Bowl now. Like, you got to do whatever you need to do to win the game. And if Jalen's got to take some hits, Jalen's got to take some hits. And I thought it was encouraging. I didn't necessarily love at the time that the Eagles were were, were putting him in harm's way. But Jalen took some hits in that, um, in that game against the Niners, and he seemed to be fine. Like, there was one drive where the Eagles, uh, Jalen ran the ball a lot, took some shots, and was okay. So, yeah, I don't think that's something the Eagles will be overly concerned about going into this game. Let's go to Rob in Philadelphia. What's up, Rob? Hey, how you doing, Tom? Thanks for taking my call. No problem, man. Um, you guys aren't even talking about Holmes' injury. I mean, it's not an injury that could, like, fade away in, like, two weeks. You know what I'm saying? What, can you repeat that, Rob? Sorry. Um, Holmes' is injury. No one's speaking about his injury. Mahomes' injury, yeah. I mean, he had a high ankle sprain a couple weeks ago. I mean, it limited him a little bit against the Bengals, but he still played pretty well. I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't bank on that as being anything that's that's gonna really have a massive effect on this. I game. think I could I think we're gonna contain him in the pocket. Well that we're would be great. Have... Yeah. I mean that would be yeah, great. And, and then I think he's gonna fumble at least one or two times. I think so. Because our, our, our defense is too strong. It's too fast for him, I think. Yeah, maybe, Robin. I appreciate the call. But, again, like, I just think people are underrating Patrick Mahomes, man. Like, the guy's great. Like, uh, the Eagles' defense is phenomenal. But Patrick Mahomes has had success against good defenses throughout the entirety of his career. I mean, the Bills' defense last year was a very good defense. And Patrick Mahomes made it look like a, a video game in that in that, um, in that that playoff game. So I don't think this is going to be a situation where the Eagles are just going to shut that offense down. Can they limit him? Can they, uh, you know, mitigate the amount of damage done? Sure. But, you know, I think if the defense gives up 27 points in this game, that will be something I look at as a a good job. I'll think 27 points 
is a good job in this game. And real quick before we go back to the phones, I need to mention we just got the Sixers game on here in the studio as well as they're playing the Knicks. Did you see Rashid yeah, Wallace? I was going to text you real quick. What, yeah, what is what going is on with him? He's a Philly guy too, right? He's from Philly. Yeah, he's from Philly. Very I odd. I think he went to Simon Gratz, if I'm correct. I think uh, he went to school somewhere in Philly. He's decked out in Chiefs gear. That's weird, man. Is he just he's being a troll? Yeah. Like, I, that's very odd. Like He's from Philly. He goes to a Sixers game in Chiefs gear. Yeah, I don't know what, what Rashid Wallace is I always is doing, liked Rashid Wallace. What's going whatever. on? Whatever. He's dead. he's dead to the city now. So forget about it. A loser. Let's go to Michael in Delaware. What's up, Michael? Hey, man. How you doing? Good. How are you? I just have, a, um, I guess, a philosophical question for you. So let's go to Sunday, and um, <clears throat> I was going to give you two scenarios. Let's say the first one is it's it's a real offensive-heavy game, like the 2017 team. Mm-hmm. Like, both teams are scoring over 35 points, uh, and it's a close game. Or it's a defensive battle, like no one's scoring more than 20 as an Eagles fan, which would you rather see or which is going to give you less, I guess, anxiety on Sunday, a high-scoring game or a game that's either that's decided by the offense or a low-scoring game that's really all due to a defensive Eagles a defensive performance from the, uh, from the team? Well, I think the lower scoring the game, the more it would benefit the Eagles, Michael. I just I just don't see any way in which that's the case. Like, Oh, no, I, no, I yeah. don't think so either. And I, I completely agree with you. I think, you know, if it was going to be a shootout, I would be a little bit more nervous because, you know, the Eagles can absolutely score 40 points. I think, you know, we've seen that over the season that they can, they can put up a lot of numbers. But so can the Chiefs. And I think if we're taking it from a standpoint of, no, neither team is getting over 20, and it's going to be a really low-scoring game, which, which I don't think is going to happen. Um, but I do think that just suits us better. I think we have a more solid, more all-round defense that would be able to hold them more than they'd be able to hold us. Yeah, no, I think that's fair, and I appreciate the call, Michael. Thanks. I, I think, you know, the Eagles are capable of winning a shootout, and I think they're they're going to need to win an offensive game. I'd, I wouldn't classify it as a shootout. Like, I'm, I'm predicting 34-24 which, you know, I don't think that's a shootout. I think it's a decently high-scoring game. Um, but, yeah, can the Eagles win a game that where both teams are in the 30s? I, I, I believe they can. Like, I really do because of the offensive line. Um, now, the Eagles obviously are going to need to run the ball effectively. They're going to dominate up front. But, obviously, the higher the score gets, I just think you're playing with fire because – uh, that Kansas City team, they're, they're going to keep scoring, and the Eagles at some point need to keep the score down at least a little bit. You hold them to 27, uh, I think the Eagles' offense can top that. Uh, let's go to Justin in Nashville. What's up, Justin? Hey, I appreciate you all taking me on tonight. How you doing? Sure, man. How's it going? Good, good. Hey, just real quick, I'm, I'm feeling confident I'm not going to jump on the bad wagon like uh, some of these guys think it's going to be a blowout. I don't see that happening at all. I think it's going to be a close game. I got it at uh, probably 30-24 Eagles. Uh, and then I think just three points as to why. Like, if you look back historically throughout the season, the trend we've seen in the Eagles and how they've played as a team, like, look at when they played against teams that at the time were considered to be at or above the Eagles' abilities. So you think back to, like, the first Dallas game, and they played their best game to that point, right? And it was only, what, two games in the season. But then Minnesota came in. It was like a shot out of a cannon. Fast forward to Tennessee, so on and so forth. The point I'm making there is typically when the Eagles approach a game or a week where you can make the case maybe their backs are against the wall or potentially even an underdog, they just seem to come out like shot out of a cannon and play their best game. 
Um, second point, I, I think 20 out of 22 positions, they just have the better player. Uh, I think quarterback, look, I love Jalen Hurts. He's phenomenal. Look forward to having him here for a long time. But respect to Patrick Mahomes, I mean, the guy's an animal. So, mm-hmm. And then you've got Travis Kelsey. But I think the other, you know, what is it, 22, you know, 20 of the 22 starting positions, I think the Eagles just have a man for man. And then just my last point on more so the Chiefs. I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying. I think a lot of people are underrating them. I think that's a crime. But to play devil's, uh, devil's advocate a little bit, I don't think yet. We're kind of treating them as though they're the Brady-Belichick Patriot dynasty. And I get it. They've had a lot of success. But to my knowledge, I could be wrong. They've only won the Super Bowl one time. They fell short more than they've succeeded. So I don't know that I'm yet going to put them in at this like dynasty dark horse, you know, can't beat team. I think the Eagles, I think the Eagles are going to come out on top. I think they've got their number. And I just, I think they're the overall better team this year. Yeah, no, I hear you, Justin. I appreciate the call. And I think, you know, it, it's certainly possible. I mean, there's no doubt that it's, it's possible. I mean, the, the chiefs, they have come up short. They, they've been to five championship, less five championship games. I mean, that tells you all you need to know about Mahomes. Every year he started in the NFL, the Chiefs have re- reached the championship game. They've reached the Super Bowl three out of those uh, out of the last four years. But yeah, the only one they won was back in uh, 2019 Super Bowl 54 when they beat the uh, the 49ers. So uh, that's the only time they've been able to get over the hump. And I did want to mention um, our buddy Mike's, Mike in South Philly checks in on Twitter. Uh, it says, Rashid Wallace has always hated the Eagles. He said he remembers them saying it years ago. I didn't, I didn't know that, but whatever. Yeah, I'd never heard that, but screw that. Yeah, forget about him. Yeah, screw him. Uh, let's go to Joe in Westchester. What's up, Joe? Yo, man, what's up? How you doing? just like to talk about the last year in Philadelphia sports history. We're talking about the Sixers who got hard, a little overconfident. We're talking about the Phillies 2-1 World Series, a little overconfident. Flyers, of course, way overconfident. I think in this thing it's the same thing, and we should take a deep breath. Well, yeah, I mean, Joe, I think I think people – now, I think people should be confident, like no doubt. The Eagles have been great this year. They should be confident. But I think it's more to me the, you know, the, the kind of underselling of the opponent here. I mean, this is a really good opponent that you're going up against. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Tom, I can't agree with you more. I mean, and I'm not a gambler, so I don't really care on that end. But, I mean, this thing ain't in the bag. And I hear, like – two touchdowns and three touchdowns and, you know, we'll, we'll be watching Rihanna and I just, uh, I got to eat a wing. Yeah, there you go, Joe. And I, yeah, I appreciate it. I think, I think people need to, need to um, take this opponent seriously. I mean, Andy Reid and Patrick Holmes are really damn good. This is an opponent to be taken seriously. I don't think we'll be sitting there at, you know, 8.15 or 8.30 on Sunday night just, just focused on the halftime entertainment. On Rihanna? Yeah, Rihanna. Uh, but uh, at this time on on Sunday night, we'll probably just be into the third quarter now, and, and uh, I think anxiety will still be high at this point. But uh, I did want to now get to our picks for the weekend, our SGP uh, same-game parlay of the weekend, and then we'll do guess the takes, as Joe typically does every Friday night. 
Um, and let me know what you think about this same-game parlay, Francisco, because this is what I've ultimately came up with. This is what I think um, is, is a good bet for uh, Sunday night. Anytime uh, touchdown scorer, Travis Kelsey. So I'm having Travis Kelsey is an anytime touchdown scorer. I think that's pretty likely to happen. He's usually a guy who gets in the end zone. Yeah, for sure. I'd definitely take that. I'd go Travis Kelsey over 79.5 receiving yards. I mean, the Eagles will try to limit him. But he's going to get his at some point. I mean, he. I looked at his numbers this uh, for this past year. He hasn't had a bad game this year. Maybe right. He might have had one one decent game, but he's been he's torn it up every single week this year. So I would have uh, those two things. Then I would have Miles Sanders as an any, anytime touchdown scorer, uh, and I would have Devontae Smith over sixty three and a half yards receiving. Now, if all four of those things were to happen, that is plus. Uh, 1,034. Do you know how much that would pay out, Francisco? Uh, let me do the math in my head. Uh, $134? It would, uh, no, that's incorrect. It would be, uh, $103. Was it Jeopardy? 103, yeah, $103. But you were close. I was close. If you put yeah, a, a, a 10 on it, it would be 103 and 40 cents if you want to be exactly okay. accurate there. But that's my same game parlay. So, uh... Kelsey, Travis Kelsey and Miles Sanders anytime touchdown scores. Travis Kelsey over 79 and a half yards and Devontae Smith over 63 and a half yards. Now we'll do guess the takes for Monday morning. Uh, what the we expect the big opinions to be on Monday morning following this game. And I'll say my first for, for guess the takes here. I think Monday morning when national media is looking at this game, they are going to be talking about the Eagles offensive line and the common take will be that this is the best offensive line in NFL history. You think so? I, yes. you, you know what? For, for me, TK, the way I'm looking at it, this is like nationally, right? Yes. It's going to be more about the Chiefs. It's going to be more about – we're going to win, but it's going to be more about uh, Mahomes. Oh, man, is he is he starting to be the guy that can't get it done? Blah, blah, blah. That's, That's a good what one. what it's going to be about. And no one likes to talk about Philly too, man. Yeah. After we won five years ago, no one cared to talk about us beating the Patriots. Like, it's going to be more about Mahomes and the Chiefs and – all that. Well, well, that's a good one because that would be a classic overreaction is, is Patrick Mahomes, you know, a, a guy who can't get over the hump? Exactly. Uh, I could see that. Uh, my next one will be that Nick Sirianni uh, outcoached Andy Reid. I think that's going to be a take that many are going to have on Monday morning. Um, and you're going to hate that. Yeah, I'm going to hate it. I mean, because I, I want the Eagles to win, obviously, but I, I do. I will have trouble seeing it come at the expense of the great Andy Reid. And then the other one that I think will be uh, a take that many will have on Monday morning, Hassam Reddick, best free agent signing in Eagles history. Maybe Philadelphia sports history. What about that? Yeah. yeah. So, I love that. Well, I mean, yeah, I think Philadelphia sports history, a lot to contend with. Uh, but, sorry, do you have any more that you think will be common takes on Monday? Yeah, I, I, you'll love this one. I think it'll be Howie Roseman is the greatest GM in Philadelphia sports history. I do love that. I, I don't think, I mean. 100%, that, I, man. Yeah, so I, that's what I like. All right, Howie. Well, there you go. That's Guess the Takes for Monday morning, um, and it should be a fun weekend. should be a great game. Uh, you guys on hold, uh, we, we got to uh, 
close out now, send it over to Boomer and Valenti. Jody Mack, make sure you're tuned in at 10. Jody Mack has you uh, at 10 o'clock tonight. But anybody on hold, I am back in filling in for Howard tomorrow morning from 8 to 10. So if you're up early, I'll get you right up tomorrow morning uh, as we continue to break down Super Bowl 57. But I like the Eagles 34-24 and should be a great game. But thank you to Francisco Rojas for producing the show tonight. I'll be back on tomorrow morning from 8 to 10. Uh, Stay tuned. Boomer Valenti next and then Jody at 10 right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 